Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I love that that thing is so thick, I can barely get it in there. Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. If your expectations are going to go in there, there's going to be a doctor who's like, bing bong, time to look at the pee-pee. Like, that's, you'll probably get more than that, I'm guessing. That would put me at ease. Would it? Yes. Look, if I had somebody walk in there with a sock puppet and say, bing bong, time to look at your (laughs) pee-pee, I would instantly be put at ease. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavakadoo! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Whoopah! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. (laughs) Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Got a jam-packed show today. Mm, just the way you like, like a it. real radio program. That's right. Inside the NFL, all the news and notes you need coming up at 348. We have Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. At 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Bone? going real simple today. Just sitcom trivia. I did see a note about today being... This is not the reason totally for this quiz, but I did see 38 years ago today... The show Night Court premiered on television. Were was, you a, ne- was never a Night Court watcher. Yeah, I I've mean, seen a couple episodes, but that's about it. I, I was. It was not something I watched in the era that it aired because I was too young to be watching sitcoms at that time. But yeah, a lot of boobies and foul language. Well, no, no I mean, I'm I'm 39. It okay, aired right. 38 years ago. All I was right, a I one it, year I old. It. I wasn't checking in on this thing. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, but I did see reruns of it and always found it funny whenever I would see reruns of it. But, yeah, anyway, I started thinking about sitcoms, and there we go. We got a little uh, sitcom trivia for you. Any particular era you were focused on? We're mostly focused on the sitcoms from the 90s and early 2000s. Okay. I don't have a ton of, like, The Office in here because I know that's not in your wheelhouse. That's not something you you watched a ton of. If you have any scrubs on there, you can just, I'll fail that question instantly. I hate scrubs. Scrubs is one of my favorite sitcoms. I, I thought it was great. I have a, I had a buddy, then he recommended Scrubs to me, and he's no longer my friend. But for years, <laughs> for years, he was trying to get me to watch Scrubs, because he loves Scrubs, yeah, and we, sure. we love to talk about nothing, and he wanted to incorporate Scrubs into our conversation. So for years, I avoided it, and then finally I gave it. I said, all right, I'm going to watch Scrubs, and then we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. And it was still... You know, on the air at that point. This sure. was not rerun. Sure, yeah. So I, I watched an episode of Scrubs. I thought it was awful. And I called my buddy and I said, what the hell did you have me watch? He said, oh, that was a really bad episode. Don't, that was a bad episode. Next week will be better. I watch it next week. I thought it sucked equally bad. Call him up. Hey, man, that sucked. Yeah, man, I don't know what's going on. This big two-week slump. Such, really- such a horrible feeling. I, I, I got through three episodes. Apparently, according to my friend, I watched the three ep- worst episodes of all time. I happened to watch them. Wait, so you've only seen three episodes of yeah, Scrubs? And that that's was what it. you judged it off? That was it. 
I don't, what am I going to do? Well, no, have I mean... Se- I'm not enjoying it. I have mean, a whole season of being miserable? Okay, but well, how long ago? That was when it was still on the air. Well, let me ask you, what was it that you didn't like about it? Maybe there's something... Was it just the way well, you the know, characters for, were? For starters, I don't like slapsticky stuff. Okay. It's very... That's right, I forgot. You hate the Harlem Globetrotters, so like you can't get into anything ve- truly like, fun. Like Naked Gun. Right, I, I love Naked Gun, I, right, right? And I understand the appeal of it. It wasn't your thing. It's just not for me. Airplane? I can watch 10 minutes of Airplane and enjoy it. You give me 90 minutes of Airplane, I want to kill myself. <laughs> There's only so many I see. sort of I irrelevant see. jokes I can take. I got it. Please listen to this show for three hours every day <laughs> for irrelevant <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. It's that so, style of show. Yeah. All and right. it's all the time. Yeah, it has a little bit, too, of the family guy thing where they say something absurd and then show it happening. They do a cutaway to it. That's, yeah, I, again, I find that funny. But I, I know, I and, and most people do. That's like Big Lebowski to me. Oh, yeah, I know. This I know. Is another you love, one. You this love is one Big that I Lebowski. love that you hate. That's right. To me, it's like going to the dentist. And oh. I try. Like, once every couple of years, I sit I down I and that. I try and watch it thinking I'm going to miss out on some genius it'll eventually dawn on me and maybe i am missing out on genius but i'm still in the dark no we I'm still all, stupid i mean we all have that right you uh, we've discussed our feelings on billy joel you and i have very different feelings on him and obviously i'm in the vast minority of people who have listened to billy joel because a lot of people like him not my cup of tea i get that i can i'm saying if i can have that with certain things i have to be respectful when other people have it with my things so i i do get that teddy Scrubs, yay or nay? I've never watched it because I just saw the like teases on TV for it, commercials, and I thought not it was stupid. Did not anything for you? <laughs> wow. This is no. the first time I've heard Ted say anything negative about no. any yeah, TV Teddy, show. Teddy likes everything he watches. No. Not even that, like, it was the fact that you said it looked so stupid, you didn't even get... Ted is also I, yeah. usually the guy who says, like, oh, yeah, man, I watched it. It was fine. Like, that, it was fine means Ted's not really into it, but he's not going to hurt your feelings. You didn't even give this a chance because you thought it looked so stupid. No, I didn't even give it a chance. The other shows you mentioned, like Airplane and um, Naked the, Gun, Naked Gun. I love those movies. Well, maybe you'd like and, Scrubs then. Uh, possibly. Maybe I should give it another shot. But uh, you mentioned uh, Night Court started this whole thing. I love Night Court. That okay. was my show. Big yeah. fan. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad that see. was your show. That's in your Mount Rushmore of shows, Night Court. Yeah, I just watched uh, some of the episodes when I was on vacation this summer. It was on like one of the pops on TV. I think it's like the the Laugh Channel or something, whatever what that is. Laugh and, channel. I don't yeah, have that. Must be nice. Well, no, it's on like the uh, the one of the antenna channels. Actually, <laughs> I got it. I, you know? I it's like dot four. Must be five. nice to have an antenna. Teddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ted's got a scramble. It was on vac- from- his vacation. You know, it was you know on vacation on Ted's, the uh, coast. Ted has no blurry cha- <laughs> no blurry channels for Ted where you live. You have all the. Scrambled channels, unscrambled. That's very nice. You know what I saw? Because I still have the DirecTV. I know you don't. You stream things. Yeah, we stream things. But uh, I saw they're having a deal. DirecTV. Playboy channel free for three months. Oh, look at that. I think Playboy's hurting. You think? Because no one's buying the magazines. (laughs) You think? And they're just giving the TV (laughs) channels away, which I probably signed up for. I mean, it's free for three months. Why not? Do we... Where do we... Where do we... I mean, this this is a lot of... You know, inside baseball here, but where do we qualify Playboy? Is that considered soft core? I think that's, it's at this point. I wouldn't in society, call that. With I wouldn't all the call that's that available. Hardcore I'm gonna, pornography. I'm going to say Playboy's art house. Right? It's not even yeah. born. It's it's art. <laughs> Show it to your kids. <laughs> Definitely don't do that.
I'm just I'm just saying in the grand scheme of the things that exist in the world that is on it's not it's not the lightest you can go in that genre but I'm just saying it's one step away from pretty just light being it's like, like a Disney pigeon. porn it's like <laughs> I don't want to even they got a little mermaid on there boinking do not, stop don't even don't even go google that don't do anything Sebastian with Sebastian the crab Move is giving her the crabs <laughs> you know what is Flounder doing in this universe? Oh, flounder, flounder's, flounder's the fluffer. Okay. Fluffer Flounder. <laughs> you know, I, I watched that recently because I, I haven't seen it, you know, since whenever it came out. What was it? 90? 89? Little Mermaid? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you are you saying you watched it because you have a kid? Because I have a kid, yeah. yes. And she loves Little Mermaid, Nariel. And I'm watching this over again now as an adult. Mm-hmm. And Ariel meets a, a guy for two seconds. Yeah. For two seconds, they says, have like, a, I want to change my right, life. And goes to her father and says, you know, I love him. You don't know. And the father's like, you're 14 and have no idea what you're talking about. And I, I'm I'm agreeing yeah. with the father. I'm it's team. a movie. I want to shut down the movie. Is it Neptune? Is that, I don't know. No, I don't, what's, the I, father's got the Poseidon. Yeah, I know, Poseidon. Would that make more sense? I don't know what Neptune. I don't know. What, I don't know what the dude's name is. Anyway, the father. Shirtless, yeah, the hulking. Yeah, shirtless. By the way, Disney... Did not have they they were there was no realism to any of the bodies like other than villains villains in Disney movies had like real people bodies like what's the villain in uh what the what the hell's her name the Cruella Deville no <laughs> yes oh in uh, Little in Little Mermaid she's the octopus lady I, I what the heck her is her name Bertha <sighs> that's Be- gonna bother Beatrice uh, something anyway with yeah you're right I don't remember any of this but the point is she has like a normal person's body. Like Fat. she's well, that's what I mean. That's yeah. that exists. But all the like hero people, it's like, look at his perfect look, nipples. Look at he him. has those perfect circular nipples. That's not a real thing. Teddy, what was her name? Ursula. Ursula. Ursula I knew it was some some ugly person. What was his name? name? What was the what was the dad's name? I think it was Poseidon, wasn't it? I guess, man, by the way, man nipples. People people are getting so mad. They're asking about your scrub steak. I have Austin who Austin DM'd me, slid into the DMs and said all caps said, ask him if he watched the final season and then said, this is so infuriating. So why? why? Should I watch well, the final season or should I avoid the final season? I'm guessing he's saying the final season is not made for you because you're a new person watching. It's probably made for the fans of the show, right? Okay. By the end of the show, there's a lot of inside let me jokes. Tell, let me and- tell you something. I was told to watch the show. I watched the show. There was no caveat to this is the final season. You may not know what's going on. I watched it. I didn't like it. I didn't know I had to do research before I watched the damn show. Well, no, but maybe he's just saying go try season one. Ugh. I could, I can understand that. Right. Teddy, what's uh, what's the verdict on Mermaid Dad? King Triton. King Triton. Tr- well, that. All right. Well, they just meant, <laughs> mailed that in. <laughs> what do we call this guy? Well, he's got a trident. Uh, Triton. Yeah, good enough. Let's do it. What were we talking about? Uh, cartoon nipples, I believe. All right. On men. You know anything to avoid talking about that Browns game from last Whoa. night? You think I, I want to make it, it another ninety seconds so we can get the hell out of this segment, <laughs> regroup, come back, talk about that terrible game. Let me tell you right now, I'd rather watch cartoon nipples than that I, game. I would rather, I would rather have the Little Mermaid with tail, like not not with her legs, on land with a tail as quarterback of the Browns. And the Little Mermaid tells you how hurt she is all the time too. <laughs> Yeah. I make the decision when I play. Oh, I've had enough. Stop playing me. Mm, I'm too mm. hard to play. 
I have so many things to say about this, but we ran out of time in this segment because we were talking about very important things like why did the Little Mermaid, why did Ariel decide she wanted to leave her family after two segments of looking at a random dude? Yeah, I, I, I've. I agree with the dad. Could you imagine if she had been on like the Bachelorette now? Not only do you want to leave the family, you want to turn into a different species. (laughs) But usually, like you watch the Bachelorette, right? There's all these men. They all try to impress the woman and then they go home to meet the family. She'd be like, don't even meet my family. They suck. I just want to hang out with you and do it. Like they would, they, they would never get anywhere on that show. It would just be her and all those dudes. She wouldn't know what to do. No, at least there's Beauty and the Beast to watch where... (laughs) That's she nice. lusts for his animal dog. <laughs> That's normal. And his haunted house. We don't talk about how that is like a haunted place. All right. right. We're going to talk about the Browns. No more cartoon nipples, I promise. Common okay. Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on Wilson Road south of I-70. This accident does involve injuries. We've got emergency crews on scene in this area. Traffic is stop and go and still continues to build. Please be very careful over here. Traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Hurry into Mattress Firm's year-end sale. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price. And save up to $500 on select mattresses from Sealy, Certus, Leapies, and more. Let's get a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Sorry for the first segment. You are? No. Okay. I was going to say, I don't think that's real. Browns lose to the Steelers last night. You know, we we talked about the disappointment yesterday of being eliminated from playoff contention, but you could still go out there last night, eliminate the Steelers, send Ben Roethlisberger out with a loss in his final game in Pittsburgh. Instead, that was beyond what the worst-case scenario was. Because now, Steelers are alive, albeit on life support. Mm -hmm. Roethlisberger gets his hero send-off. And I don't know how you could be watching that game, fan or otherwise, and not think the Cleveland Browns are a total mess. On the field and off. There's underachieving, there's blaming it on injuries, and then there's just being a dysfunctional mess. And that's what this franchise is again. Well, there's so many different ways we could go with that. Um, And you're right. I mean, you can talk about Jadavion Clowney throwing a shoe. Who throws a shoe? That's a dumb penalty, right? But also... It was third down. Yeah, it was third down. It was third down. It led to a score. It was stupid. Yes, but then you have in the you know aftermath of that, you have Kevin Stefanski talking about how guys made poor decisions and that was a poor decision and it cost us. All right, Stefanski, like let's talk about if we're going to apply that standard of 
Guys who in the moment make poor decisions and cost this team, there's no place for that. Great. What about your decisions you make every freaking week that make no sense whatsoever to Browns fans? What about those decisions? What about the fact that you, for two-thirds of this season apparently, have been rolling out a quarterback who shouldn't be playing? Because today we found out from Baker Mayfield, despite everything we've been told and despite what all our eyes showed us, which we actually knew, now Baker wants to say, oh, my... My shoulder, actually. I'm so hurt. Well, the I tone did. from him last night was, I shouldn't have even been out there. Right. I'm so hurt. I'm well, so yes, hurt. you shouldn't have been. We know that. We've known it for two months. That was least. your decision, unfortunately. Let me ask this question, because I hear a lot of people who applaud Baker Mayfield for his toughness, and I get that, right? All I, these guys are tough. Shut up. I, right. Ridiculous. I mean, I playing football in the NFL, you have to be tough, but it is a it is a noble thing. I'm trying to make sure everyone is clear on where I stand on this. It's a noble thing to want to go out despite personal harm to your body and try to go win a football game for your team. Okay. Was he in the Peace Corps? Well, you know what I mean, though. Dodging bullets in the Congo. What are we talking about? He could easily say, nah, my career is too important. I'm not going to risk it. I'm going to sit out. But instead, he's going out there and yeah, fine. I appreciate that. To say I'm hurting my team. How about that? That's my point. How about the toughness to do that? That's my point. But what's also interesting about that is for all these, you know, times that we've heard, hey, man, you know, I get to say when I play or when I don't. Baker Mayfield is making that call apparently with the Browns. And then last night he decided, oh, yeah, I'm super hurt. And then he tells them today, I don't want to play next week. And he's not going to play next week, it looks like. So fine. But Nick Chubb didn't go in that game last night. Kevin Stefanski, after the game, said, oh, yeah, he had a rib issue, kind of banged up, kind of hard to get him out there, a little play call issue as well. Well, at halftime, he was asked, why isn't Nick Chubb playing more? And he said, no reason, he's fine. Not an injury issue. So the story changed there halfway through, but let's say for a second that it was a rib injury. Well, Kevin Stefanski, are you wanting us to believe that Nick Chubb doesn't Want to go out there and play when he's hurt, but Baker Mayfield does? Like, I, what? Why is it that Baker Mayfield gets to say when he does or doesn't get to go out there and play, but Nick Chubb can't say, Coach, put me back in. I want to go out there. I'm sure Nick Chubb would like to be out there about every play he could be. It was so egregious last night. You had the Manning brothers who were trying their best to be cordial and nice, but they had, they had Snoop Dogg on at one point. I was watching that portion of the game, and they're they're openly saying, is this dude hurt? Why are they not putting him in? Why is he not even on the field? What is going on with this team? They were questioning it. Brian Greasy was questioning Baker Mayfield being able to find open receivers, which was also apparent last night that he can't do that. I just, you're right. It's not any one issue, but all these issues we've had all season long were on full display for the national audience, even though I know every game is national. I know. It's it's the only game going on, and everybody's watching it, and they suddenly go, huh, Kevin Stefanski doesn't look like a coach of the year anymore. Baker Mayfield doesn't look like the number one overall pick anymore. Wonder what happened. The answer is, it's been happening all season. That's the thing I don't get. This desire from some people, Browns fans or otherwise, to pick sides. Either Kevin Stefanski's the idiot or Baker's bad. Why can't both of those things be true? They Your head coach is stupid, and, true. and there needs to be some some questions raised about that and some answers this offseason. And your quarterback is bad, and you shouldn't be even thinking about paying him. Well, well I, I, I don't think they are, but the reality is they're going to pay him $19 million because they already picked up that option next year. 
this is the sad reality for the Browns. I don't know what the situation does next year, right? Because who are you going to bring in to go? If they could bring someone in, I'm sure they would. But all the options, like we talked yesterday, what if Jimmy Garoppolo becomes available to you and you can go get him? Oh, okay, great. Is he a better option than Baker Mayfield? Maybe. But the, are the Browns going to say, yes, let's go get him in addition to our no, $19 million failure? You and, I, you and failure. I talked about maybe Kirk Cousins would be an answer because he's familiar with the offense that Stefanski wants to run. Well, they're going to have to pay him at least $19 million. Yes, of course. Well, right? he's, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be cheap. So I'm saying you're going to have to pay somewhere north of probably $40 million no, for your quarterback Baker's position. probably your quarterback again Ugh. next year, and you have to hope that he gets healthy and he gets his mind in the right place. Let's stop talking about the injuries for a second. Yes, he's banged up. Lots of guys are. Move on. What does that have to do with holding on to the ball in the pocket so long? What is what is being hurt have to do with that? What does being hurt have to do with getting balls batted down at the line of scrimmage? What does being hurt have to do with double clutching and not finding an open receiver in the moment? Brian Greasy doesn't want to criticize anybody. No, right? He's half in the no. bag in that booth. All right, but he couldn't help himself last night. He's showing you. Right there. This guy's open. Throw the ball. Instead, he's, he's second-guessing. He's double-clutching. He's thinking. He He's in his own head right now. That has nothing to do with being hurt. Well, and then on top of that, Baker kind of says a weird thing at the end of the game where he says, yeah, maybe we can get our rookie tackle some help out there. Maybe I wouldn't have been under siege. Why all don't night. you help it's him? Like you're the quarterback, man. Get the get the ball out early. Right. That's you, your job. You can do something about it instead of just playing this. Woe is me. I'm hurt. I don't have any time to throw the football. Adapt to it. How often have we seen Joe Burrow have to deal with the same sort of crap, Dude, This year, how often have we seen? If you want to talk about Kevin Stefanski, man, that's he's not the answer. And and, and you're right. Kevin Stefanski should not be calling plays for this team. He's dumb. Maybe he will be a good head coach again if he can get the play calling duties off his plate. But you want to talk about a quarterback who is playing with a crap offensive line and a dumb head coach? Look down at Cincinnati. That's what Joe Burrow is playing with. And that team's going to the playoffs and could still technically have an outside shot at winning the AFC. As crazy as that is. That guy has a dumb quarterback or a dumb coach too. But He's been able to find ways to make plays. So have the players around him, to be fair. But that is the difference, right? You've got guys stepping up and making plays. You don't have Austin Hooper looking like he's out on a golf course, except he's still in uniform and playing on the field and dropping passes. You didn't have guys checked out of that game like you saw with the Browns yet last night. So it's entirely disappointing. And I'm sure, yes, Baker could play a little better than he has over the last few months with this injury. but It's hard to be worse. Well, what's the ceiling, though, right? Yeah, you're right. Baker had the worst stretch. He had 10 incompletions in a row last night. No one has had a stretch like that. No quarterback in the NFL has thrown 10 straight incompletions since 2019. That's a two-year deal where you've not had anyone be worse than that. Baker, by the way, also, since he came in the league, has thrown the most interceptions of any quarterback in the league. What do you want me to say about a guy who's in his fourth year and has thrown more picks than anyone since he got to the league? I don't know what to tell you other than this dude ain't the guy. So don't build a team around him. Don't give him an extension. And it, by all means, if somehow a quarterback falls into your lap and you have a chance to make that deal, go do it. Because he's do not worry about his feelings. We're done with that why whole train. Why do you care? I don't why know do why people care. to this guy? I don't know. What, did he win you a Super Bowl when I wasn't paying attention? 
No, Mike, he's the best quarterback they've had since they came back. Who and cares? That's not what, what does saying, that mean? That doesn't mean anything because they've had trash at quarterback ever since they came back. He's the first non-trash quarterback they've had, and that's it. That's all we can say about why you should be loyal to him. All right. He's trash now. Well, right. I'm saying he had moments where he was not. <sighs> I, uh, all right, we have some quotes. So we have quotes from Baker. And Kevin Stefanski and Roethlisberger will share those with you next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still causing slowdowns on Wilson Road south of I-70. It is in the clearing stages, but traffic is still backed up. You'll also find an accident on Route 161 westbound at Bush Boulevard. This crash involves a delivery truck. Please be careful over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. If New Year calls for more hiring, check out Indeed, the all-in-one hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor your first job post today after visiting Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Never more than a few moments away from saying something stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. We will continue talking about the Browns debacle from last night, the quotes after the game. I do want to point out Interesting little story that popped up about five minutes ago from Bruce Feldman saying that uh, Jim Harbaugh could be leaving Meat Chicken mm. to go to the NFL. The, Ra- the Raiders job apparently interests him. He cites sources from both the NFL side and at Michigan saying that uh, they think it's real. The chatter is real and that he's considering this. Well, I, I can understand if there is interest on the Raiders side of things. It I can seems understand like him. a hire they would make, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And there's uh, also a little note in here that perhaps the Bears might be another option. Mike, oh, I which... will kill myself. <laughs> I will. <laughs> That's the end for me. You're going to have one show where we draw a huge number because I will drink poison live on the air. Oh, okay. That's that. After I don't, that, I don't know what happens. I don't think you want to do that. And it's the Bones Show. Well, with here, my dead corpse propped that's up right. in the corner. We won't. We won't take you off the show. We'll just leave you there. You'll make little noises. Anyway, I, I will say this: I don't believe. I, I'm not saying this report is wrong. I don't believe he genuinely wants to leave Michigan. I don't believe he is genuinely interested in the NFL. What I think, and Ted pointed this out during the break, and I think he's spot on. I think Jim Harbaugh is saying, "Oh." I'm going to dock my pay by 50% last year, huh? Doubt me? Well, I just won a Big Ten championship. Maybe I will go to the NFL. What are you going to do about it, Michigan? Mel Tucker See, just I do got believe it. Mel Tucker just got $100 million. I, what, are I gonna, know that. what are you going to do about this? But I, I do believe it, and here's why. Because I think for the last three years, he's wanted to leave, but he hasn't had the opportunity to leave. Well, and, now he, he and, has the opportunity to leave, and he wants to get the hell out of there. I could see him... 
to your to that point because he knows if, it's if it not is, sustainable. His success is not sustainable. Well, I don't believe it is either. I I kind of hope Michigan does go. Oh, okay, we're sorry, and they give him a hundred million dollars, and they're oh, locked me in too. Him forever. Me too. And then he'll he'll go back to being what he was. I don't think that. I think this is a one year fluke. I don't think this is real, but. I'm saying if there is an interest in the NFL, I bet one of the other things that kept him was, yes, there wasn't as much interest in his services, but also I feel like he probably said to himself, well, I can't leave until I finally get it done against Ohio State, right? They're going to have to fire me before I leave here and don't beat Ohio State. Now that that's happened, maybe he does feel a little bit more freedom to leave, but I would not be surprised if the sources putting this all out there are... You know, people in the program who think he got a raw deal last year, because I'm sure there's a lot of people around there that still thought highly of him. Maybe not the people signing the checks, but there were enough people around there. They wanted to keep him around. They could have fired him last year. They didn't. They stuck with him. They got rewarded by winning the Big Ten this year. But I bet you there are people in the program who were probably walking around going, yep, they screwed over Jimmy. And look now, now they all bet they are all idiots up there. There's probably that's where these leaks are coming from. If this is a play to get more money and from the NFL side of things. Yeah, sure. Maybe there's been some interest because there is a desire if Michigan won't give him more money to go. But man, if you ever want to go to the NFL, Jim Harbaugh, strike while the iron's hot because I don't think you're going to have this opportunity again. No, that's why I think he's he's serious about this. And what a disaster it would be for Michigan. A total disaster. Early signing period, which is the signing period, has already come and gone. Mm-hmm. Right? You've got guys on the recruiting trail right now. There's a reason why coaching changes take place before the regular season ends in college football now. Because there's too much to do. You will see tons of players enter the portal. The recruiting class will be decimated. And Michigan will almost have to wave the white flag for next year. Yeah. Right. I, I don't even know, other than they would promote from within, right? I'm sure no, they would Urban just... will take that job. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There's no chance he's taking no, that of job. Course and there's, there's no, no chance, chance they're offering no, it to him, by the way. No, there's not. What a story that would be, oh though. Oh, my right? God. Oh, my God. Boy, that would be... That would be a quick turnaround on a couple of restaurant well, you want, properties you here. You want Woody and Bo, part two? Oh. That would be it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Of course it would. Oh, that'd be... But it'd be... Yeah, it'd be... Wow, what a weird situation. I don't think that will happen. No, it's never going to happen. I'm no, but, but to your point with Michigan, if something like this occurs and Harbaugh does go off to the NFL this year, that would make me feel really happy just to watch Michigan have their success immediately dash. And then it just explodes. But if he stays and they give him like $100 million, I'm also going to laugh because I don't think this is real. Yeah, I agree. So either way... Sorry, Michigan fans. Like you, you have had your moment. You got to point and laugh at us, and rightfully so. Your team won the game. You won the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You went to the college football playoffs. Let's not talk about how that went. Didn't go too well for you, but well, whatever, man. They had you a better year. There. They had a better year better than year. us. Sure. And so that all happened. But if if this occurs where he leaves, I laugh at you. And if your if your university gives this man a hundred million dollars after one year, then I also laugh at you. All right, Browns from last night. Browns suck. Here's some comments after the game from Baker. Comes down to what we've had to deal with all season. There's been a lot of ups and downs. Do I believe I could play better? Absolutely. Do I believe there's positions that we as an offense could be put in that are better? Absolutely. Mm. There are so many critiques throughout the year. If there wasn't, we wouldn't be sitting here at 7-9. and nine. So, 
It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. So he did say the offense can be put in better positions. So he is that is his way of saying as much as he is going to. And then I'm sure he'll deny this if you say this is what you said, Baker. But he's basically saying Kevin Stefanski didn't give me enough of an opportunity to make plays. The play calling sucks. Which both of those things can be true. I can agree with you on that. But we can also we are going to have to if we're going to talk real. We also have to agree that Baker is not getting the job done. If you want to say it's injury related, that's fine. But he's been going out on the injury and looking terrible. I hope it's injury related. I don't think it is. I think this guy can't make a read past his first option. And I think he's going to get nine balls a game batted down as as his career goes on. Just because I think everyone's figured out you get into these three throwing lanes and you're not going to be able to have to worry about it. He got one knocked down last night, Mike, that I'm quite sure was getting picked. Yeah. He's, he should be happy that T.J. Watt was all over him knocking stuff down because otherwise he throws another pick. Here's Baker talking about the injury now. I'm an extremely competitive guy. Now is the time for me to start looking at what's in the best interest of me and my health. I'm not always going to be pretty or smooth, but I'm a fighter. If anybody ever questions how much I want it, just turn on this tape. It wasn't pretty, but I kept going. Kept swinging. That's who I am. And that's what I'll continue to be. Oh. I've continued to lay it on the line when I haven't been healthy. Tried to fight for our guys. Oh. Right now, I'm pretty damn beat up, to be honest with you. There's no way around it. I gave it everything I had tonight. What a martyr. Oh, I Man, can't. I got to tell you, we should, when he dies, let's dig him up in a couple months, see the rate of decomposition. Maybe we can anoint him. <laughs> he can be Saint Baker. And I tell you what, it... I understand he thinks this is all like, yeah, I'll show you guys how tough I am. I don't care how tough you are. I don't care if when you get a paper cut, if you go, oh, mommy, and then you like are in a fetal position for the rest of the day. What I care about is on Sunday, or in this case, Monday night, when the game is out in front of you, you go out and make plays and make it happen. Now, it may be. Totally because his opposite throwing shoulder, not his actual throwing shoulder, the opposite one, that one might be the entire reason that he can't put anything on the ball. He has to wind up now like he's throwing it from the outfield. That he shouldn't be out there. And and that he can't read defenses and that he can't see past his first read. All these other things. Sure, maybe it's all because of his shoulder pain and his knee issues or whatever else he's got going on. But... I don't know why he's in that situation, and I don't know why he looks at it as a badge of honor. They're like, yeah, I kiboshed this season because I wanted to go out there and show everybody how tough I am. Cool. Great. That, what what happens if you break your leg? Do you still go out there, Willis Reed? Or do you say, yeah, maybe it's time for someone else to play? Maybe you have to have a line where you say, I'm not helping the team right now. And someone else might. call. That's the problem. Of course not. And that shouldn't be his call. That your head coach, to your dysfunction. Yes, your head coach has to have the stones to look him in the eye and say, "I appreciate you wanting to go out there. I know you're a tough guy, but you're not helping us right now. You're hurting us." He's got no problem telling Nick Chubb that, though. Well, that's he, my he looked point. Over at Nick Chubb last night and said, "You stay on Who's the sideline." Who's running this organization? Baker had this tone in his comments last night, like, "I'm going to look out for me now." You've been looking out for this you. Is all you're you're trying to get a contract. Sometimes it's tougher uh, to look yourself in the mirror and say, I, I'm not helping. Great, I'm tough. I want to go out there and do this, but should I go out there and do this? Am I helping my team? If your head coach doesn't have the balls to make that call, then you've got to make that call. You know what the question I would ask if I'm sitting in that room is, 
Why why are you so disrespectful towards your backup quarterback? Why do you hate Case Keenum? <laughs> yeah. What is Case Keenum not able to do that Baker Mayfield currently think is doing? Case Keenum could have gone out there and put a better performance than you last night? You don't think you Case, honestly think that? I mean, if you're gonna lose to the Steelers, you might as well lose with a healthy player who gives you a chance to win. I mean, my God, this is such a dumb organization. All right. All the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on I-71 northbound after 670. It is causing heavy slowdowns in this area. Please be careful as cars swerve to avoid it. You'll also find an accident on Wilson Road south of I-70. Police on scene. Please use caution here as well. Stripping report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Need new hires in the new year? You need Indeed to help find your next hire. When you sponsor a post, you get a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Hello. Inside the NFL, all the news and notes you need coming up in mere moments. Tonight on The Fan, Jackets hosting Tampa. Wierenski enters virus protocol today. Coverage starts 630 here on The Fan. Bjorkstrand is back for this one tonight. All right. Hopefully the Blue Jackets won't crap themselves like they did New Year's Day. That that would be good. It would be nice if you could sustain a four-goal lead. Inside the NFL, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones Inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. Bone. Well, man, there are still some scenarios in play for the playoff berths in the NFL. Give you a few of them if you want. The Ravens still have a chance to make the playoffs. They can clinch this weekend with this wild scenario. They have to win. The Chargers would have to lose. The Colts would have to lose. And the Dolphins would have to lose. All of those scenarios are still in play. If that happens, Ravens can technically still make it in, but it's a long shot, right? Uh, As far as Indianapolis getting into the playoffs, all they have to do is win or tie. Or they can get a combination of a Chargers loss, a Pittsburgh loss, and a Miami win. Or a Chargers loss and a Baltimore-Pittsburgh tie. Uh, There's other ones, too, that we can go into. But I wanted to let you know what the Bengals... They can still clinch the AFC's number one seed. Only first round by and home field advantage. They'd have to beat Cleveland, obviously, on Sunday. Tennessee would have to lose, which isn't looking tremendously likely, but you never know. Kansas City would have to lose, and New England would either have to lose or tie, or Buffalo would have to win. All right, let me ask you All this question. All those things would have to happen. Is that chance good enough for you to play Joe Burrow in your number ones? No. On su- see, no, me no, neither. No, I would say... As enticing as that buy would be, I just don't think it's likely. And so I, I sit the guys. No, but I'm saying you can con- you can have a buy. You can give all your guys a bye week and rest 
I know it's no, one I, more playoff game. But yes, you know I, I mean? know that, like, but that's one more game you have to play. I, I know it is. I'm just saying I would much rather say we're good with whatever happens in this game. And you still may win it, by the way. Have you watched the Browns? Like, you could still technically win it with backups. But it is something that, yeah, I would not risk Joe Burrow or anybody that I am counting on for the playoffs. I would not be risking them in this game. Um, for what it's worth, that battle for the number one seed in the AFC it's it. I mean, Tennessee just wins and they get it. If they don't and Kansas City wins, then Kansas City would get it. And then I told you the other scenario for the Bengals to be able to get it. Uh, going down to some of the other teams trying to get in in the AFC, the Chargers, they clinch a berth just by simply winning or tying. The Steelers' playoff berth scenario is they have to win, Colts have to lose, and the Las Vegas Chargers game does not end in a tie. So someone has to win that game, no tie. Colts lose, Pittsburgh wins. They play Baltimore, of course, Sunday at 1 p.m. So that's a, you know, still got playoff implications technically as of now. Uh, If you are looking over to the NFC, New Orleans, they clinch a playoff berth by winning and San Francisco losing. San Francisco clinches by just winning or tying, and they're good. Um, As far as some of the teams that are not going to be in the playoffs, Let's talk about the Jags, because they suck, and of course, they are looking for a new head coach. So, they have done plenty of interviews so far. They've already inter- interviewed, among other people, Doug Peterson has interviewed for that job. Now, Eugene Frenette of the Florida Times-Union says the Jags are interviewing former Colts and Lions head coach Jim Caldwell. They did that, or are doing it today. So, I don't know. They also say they're going to talk to Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator for the Bucks, this week. Uh, That will be a remote interview as well. Green Bay offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett is also in the mix for this job, plus plenty of other candidates. This just in, the Jags are looking everywhere for their next head coach. It's so obvious, and I I said this before they hired Urban, that if Urban doesn't get that job, I'm shocked that Byron Leftwich is not there as their new head coach. He fits with the franchise. He's the offensive coordinator in Tampa. They've had tremendous success there. He's respected around the league. That, to me, seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, I wonder if, and I don't know the answer on this. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm saying I wonder if he is just saying, no, I'm good with just being a coordinator well, at this level. for jobs, though. Yeah, I know he has. Maybe you're right. I don't know why. Other than that, I don't know why they wouldn't give him a solid look. And maybe they will down the road. Um, also, Jags fans not happy about the fact that Trent Baalke is being retained. Baalke! He's already been said that he will be back next year and that they're going to keep him around. So to protest this, according to Mark Long of the Associated Press, Fans are planning to wear clown costumes to the game to protest this clown organization. See, so. I would I would dress up. I would have red suspenders and bring a little stuffed animal sheep and be Balky Bartakamus. <laughs> I, that might that reference might be a little too deep cut for everybody to get just on a quick <laughs> two second cutaway as they're doing that on the broadcast. And you can but, be Cosin Larry. Yeah, thank you very much. I'd be very excited about that. And some injury update here, very quick for the Chiefs. Orlando Brown, their left tackle, he got hurt in pregame warmups, did not play in last week's game. He is expected to play this week. They are saying he will be back and healthy, they hope. That'll be good because they lost Lucas Niang in that game who switched over to play tackle during the game. Also, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was ruled out ahead of Sunday's game with a shoulder injury, did not practice Tuesday. Andy Reid saying he has a chance to play against Denver in the regular season finale. couple Buckeyes declaring for the draft. We'll discuss it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle still causing slowdowns on I-71 northbound after 670. Traffic is still backed up in this area. You'll also find an incident blocking the ramp to Parsons Avenue from I-70 downtown split eastbound after Livingston Avenue. Please be careful here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. So glad you've tuned in to this debauchery. Three hours a day, every single day. Do it. Tell a friend. Rapid Fire is coming up at 4.34. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, We're going to do just uh, some sitcom trivia, Mike. And uh, before we go much further, I do have a little bit of crew insight for you. Okay. Saw a little rumor today that reminded me of something that I became aware of a few weeks ago. So there is uh, a bunch of there's a bunch of tweets and a bunch of posts from crew fans. They're talking about a guy named Yaw. Yaboa. My guy. Love the name. Love the love the player. Hopefully a good player. This guy plays for Wisla Krakow of the Polish Soccer League. Mm-hmm. And he is of Ghanan descent. There are rumors flying that the crew are hot and heavy to sign this guy. And this would be a big move. He's an attacking player. Got a lot of skill from the highlights I've seen. I don't know anything about if they're actually interested in this guy or not. Those are the rumors that are out there. But I will tell you this. I do have it on good authority. Oh, inside info. I do have it on good authority that there was at least a member of crew personnel at one point in the last few weeks on a visit to Poland. I was not told well, I mean, this why is a, there was a visit to Poland. Man. I was not told anything else. That's a, that's a vacation. I'm just telling you that it's interesting to me that there's suddenly rumors about a player that's from Poland. That's my favorite Tony Bennett song, January in Poland. <laughs> Can you sing a few bars? January in Poland, it's dark and gray. I'll take a potato dumpling. January in Poland. What kind of uh, sunset are we looking at in Poland right now? I'm no guessing, sunset. Got, like, oh, the, no? The dark gray clouds was, block out the sunset. Well, I'm saying like it's probably one of those countries where it gets, you know, 8 a.m. sunrise, 3 p.m. sunset is what my guess is. They're at a... Higher latitude, right? The weather is in Krakow right now. Yeah, what's what? What's the weather in Krakow? What's the weather? Phrase I did not expect. What's cracking in Krakow? Let's do it. Uh, let me tell you something. Right now in Krakow, fifty-three degrees. Oh, really? Fifty-three degrees. Uh, wind out of the southwest at twelve. Why don't it we, is ten o three p.m. There? I don't know. Looks beautiful. Let's go to Krakow, man. Let's do it. Let's get there. How many people do you think live in Krakow? Uh, I'm going to guess a million five. Uh, I don't know my European geography. 780,000. So. Oh, I thought but it But it says, no, see, that's wrong. 
That has to, yeah. Because that's in the city. It says approximately 8 million additional people living within a 62-mile radius of its main square. I thought Krakow was a pretty big city. and I I undershot the the people living there. Well, that's that's good. Big city. Well, you know what? I hope Yaw Yaboa, if he is on his way, I hope he enjoys lovely Columbus. A little colder than it is there, but that's all right. I'd like to go to Poland someday. You would? I, uh, pretty much all my friends growing up were Polish. A lot of Polish people in Chicago. Lots. Okay. So you'd like to travel there? Well, you know, I've eaten a lot of Polish food oh, from, sure, from Polish yeah. moms. Right. Okay. So you'd like to experience I like Polish that. food. Interesting. I, I like you Polish know what? people. Can I tell you something? I like to travel. Common man here for Poland. <laughs> I, I some of my uh, friends growing up was the Poland family. We they were not Polish. What are you trying to out their last me. I'm out Polish. I'm trying to out Poland. I'm gonna out Polish you. We had a family at our school. It's like I don't know, seventeen brothers, and they were all last name of Poland. And there was like one in every grade. Josh, they, were they Josh really Poland? Polish? Yeah, Josh. Like Poland. I don't know any Johnny Italy. No, this is real. Josh Poland, if you go to a crew game and you hear the guy announcing at the crew game, like, crew fans, blah, 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 blah. That's Josh Poland. Used to do the weather here locally on TV. That's right. I forgot about that. And we went to high school together. Josh and I played basketball together, believe it or not. He stayed in shape after basketball days were over. I did not. But yeah, Josh, his he's the oldest brother of that whole family. There's, like I said, I think there's like 17 brothers and they're all... Pretty nice people, from what I remember. So I like, I like history, too. And I feel like, at some point, everybody, if you have the means, should go over and see the concentration camps and stuff like that. Over oh, there. yeah. I mean, what, I know Krakow's close to Auschwitz, isn't it? I don't know the geography, like Why I not? said. Well, because I don't know. Well, you were out polishing me here. Uh, Poland. Poland is Tell what I said. Tell them sent you. you. I was like, occasionally I've had some, some Poland Springs. Not as good as Connecticut. That's free. You can have that one. My guys. ConnecticutColumbus.com. <laughs> All right. Can we get back to the show? Sure. Whatever you want to do. That's All right. Fine. We had a couple Buckeyes declare for the draft. Master Teague is heading out. All he right. He says, despite this year not going the way I imagined and wanted it or worked for it to go for me personally, something like that. I'm going to trust the Lord and my abilities, and I've decided to declare for the 2022 NFL draft. I'm so grateful to be a part of the Brotherhood at Ohio State and part of Buckeye Nation. I'm forever a Buckeye. All right. Well, I wish him luck going forward. Uh, I think maybe he also knows that, you know, there's a guy there in the running back room that's that's looking to be the guy. Yeah. If, if he can go do something in the NFL, why wait? Go ahead. He's looking. Look, man, what does this mean for his draft stock? Nothing. I don't know if he's a draftable player. I, you know, I think he will get drafted. Someplace, sixth round, seventh round, maybe. Just because he has all the intangibles that you would want in an NFL running back. He's raw, he's green, but I bet you there'll be a team that looks at that and says, yeah, we'll take a late round flyer on him and see what he can do. Yeah. He just found himself in a crowded running back room. For whatever reason, he wasn't the favored guy there. You and I both thought going into this season he would have to play an important role on this team if the running backs are going to be successful. We were wrong. Yeah, I, I, I definitely was a little surprised by how it all worked out. Ryan Day seems to like to throw the ball more, but, you know, Master Teague, not not a little guy, right? I mean, no. he's got more than enough size to no, go play in the he's NFL. A big guy. That's what I'm saying. So 
get there, go show him what you can do at any of the, you know, combine stuff. Maybe that impresses and gives him a little bit higher draft stock. But running back position, man, if you've got the chance to go, I think he's he's going to be 22 coming up around the draft time. His birthday's in May. So he's yeah. not going to improve his draft stock There's by not, coming here next year. Staying here, you're not, you're right. He's not going to have the same. He looks. got a heads up, I'm sure, from the coaching staff. They say, hey, man, you know, there's not a ton of opportunities here for you. If you want to stay, there's a spot for you. We'd love to have you, but you're not going to get a ton of touches next year. And he has the opportunity to go. I, I don't think that's a bad move for him. I, I wish him nothing but the best going forward. And Tyreek Smith makes it official as well. He declares for the NFL draft. We knew this because he said he was going to play in the Senior Bowl, but he made it official today. Yeah. All right, and good move for him as well. Not not a surprise there at all. Uh, MLB Network is saying goodbye to Ken Rosenthal, reporter extraordinaire, wears bow ties. He also works on the Fox broadcast. He will still continue to do that. Why I brought this up to you is that he was apparently uh, let go because the commissioner, Rob Manfred, felt like he was too critical of him. Well... This is the interesting little bed we've made with there being networks that supposedly break news that are also directly tied to the commissioner's offices of these leagues. Major League Baseball owns MLB Network. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's you always, I, I at least I do, when I see a report that comes out that, you know, this thing or that thing, you're, you're going to have this when we get into these negotiations as they continue, right, for the current work stoppage in Major League Baseball. There is going, it's going to be without question that people will look at the reporting from MLB Network and say, huh, is that being tilted in any way? Maybe that's not fair, but that is certainly what people will do. I will be chief among them if I see a report that says, yeah, it's all the owners doing the right things and all the players doing the wrong things. This is MLB Network reporting unbiasedly. Like, there's no way you can believe that. And stories like this are going to further that, even if maybe it's not totally that cut and dry. I don't understand why this would be worth it to Rob Manfred, Major League Baseball, to make this call, just given the backlash you're going to get from it. You know, people are going to talk about this now. It's going to be a thing. And I, I went back and I read some of the pieces that they were citing that were critical of Rob Manfred. And I thought, well, what did he take? Pot shots at him personally or his family or something? Because then I could sort of underse- understand but, that. I get it. But no, it was it was regular baseball stuff. And it was pointing out that the owners, you know, are, are signing Rob Manfred's checks. There was nothing that I thought was out of bounds here is Ken, what I'm saying. Ken Rosenthal does not strike me as a guy... That goes out, like he strikes me, if anything, as a guy who goes out of his way to make an excuse for you as a player or manager who's not getting the job done. A lot of reporters, right, will do that where it's like, hey, a lot of people have been critical of this guy, but let me tell you, not as bad as you think. I'm just saying, I don't see him being the guy who's just out there writing hot takes on Rob Manfred. Now, saying that he's doing a poor job, well, this just in. That would not be something Ken Rosenthal just came up with out of nowhere that is the prevailing sentiment among most baseball fans. And many people who cover the sport also have their questions you about can, Rob Manfred's you, you leadership. You can attest to this. When my, Rob Manfred first took the job, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Yes, you did. All right, I didn't just rip on him and say, oh, here's your new lackey for the owners. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. The first couple times I heard him speak, he sounded like he had a genuine passion for the game and was going to do his best to do right by the game. I have... I've, completely done a 180 on that well sure i think he's an idiot 
I think he's a petty idiot, too, by the way. I, I feel the same way about the players at times, but I don't have any faith in Rob Manfred to take this game into a, a new era of yeah, success. I, I agree with you on that. And one other thing I will say about commissioners, because that term you used lackey, right? I mean, technically, Roger Goodell's a lackey for the owners, right? I mean, yes. he's he is paid by the owners to go out there and say all the unpopular things that have to be done or said or answer the questions that when people don't like something, that's what he has to do. But there is a way to do it where you try to, and I can't believe I'm saying this about Roger Goodell of all people, because he's definitely had his pitfalls where you try to say, all right, I'm going to go out there and eat it for 90 minutes on this press conference. I know everyone's going to hate my answers, but I'm going to do it in the most, I don't know if dignified is the right word. I'm going to go out there and just basically suck it up, say what I have to say and move along. And then we're going to keep it moving as quick as we can and go to other things and point to all our successes. Rob Manfred goes out into a press conference, does a terrible job, walks off the stage, steps onto a rake, falls into a snake pit, and then also, like, on the way out, lights himself on fire. Like, the man is just completely lost. And then looks at everybody else and says, why are you laughing at me? Yeah, how dare you laugh at me? I don't even know. I, I can't understand why you're laughing at me. It's, it's yeah, he's he is completely unfit for that job. Should Bengal fans be concerned about Joe Burrow's knee? I will tell you the latest coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the right lane of I-71 southbound at Hudson Street. There are emergency crews on scene blocking the area on southbound I-71 as well. Please be very careful over here. An incident blocking the ramp to Parsons Avenue from I-70 downtown split eastbound after Livingston Avenue. This ramp will be closed for quite some time. Starving Report is sponsored by Churches. At Churches, they're doing 10 pieces of their crave-worthy comfort-made spicier classic. That's 10 legs and thighs packed with bold flavor. That's how they do value. So you can do the Churches 10 starting at 10.99 deal. Churches bringing that down on flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. You know what comforts me? What's that? Looking over in the producer's studio and seeing three confused engineers mm, trying to fun. figure something out. Yeah. Always makes you feel good. Well, Mike, I have something that will make you feel good, I think. What? The story that I just saw come across Twitter that I'm just going to read you the headline and you'll understand why I think this story is perfect for this show. Okay. 90 Day Fiance Star Retires from Selling Farts. After heart attack scare. Yeah. Uh, reality TV star who made an appearance on 90 Day Fiance. Her name is Stephanie Maddow. She's 31 years old. Um, she recently announced that she makes... Um, I, 
I'm lying, I'm dying. This is what it says in the article. She makes more than 50 grand a week <laughs> selling her farts. Come on now, man. The Connecticut resident gained international recognition after appearing on 90 Day Fiance, started her own YouTube channel, wrote books, and founded an X-rated subscription site, which is unsurprising. (laughs) She then made waves by saying that she sells her farts because she thought, quote, it would be a hilarious publicity move that would get a lot of people's attention. And I'm in the article looking at a picture of her holding a jar that apparently contains one of said farts. That one goes extra. That's that's not just your base price. That's an expensive model. Um, but after she made two hundred thousand dollars in on. fart sales, come on, she come annou- on, she announced she's retiring from the business because of a legitimate heart attack scare from she, farting. Well, she was rushed to a hospital with chest pains that she thought was symptoms of a heart attack. But what they told her after they did a bunch of tests. EKG, blood work. They said, you're not having a heart attack, but what we think this is, is you are having severe gas pains all the way up your intestines, and that's making you think you're having heart attack pains. They said that this was likely because she was consuming a diet almost exclusively of beans and eggs. Just so she could fart? Yeah. Um, Now... Now, here's some quotes from Stephanie Maddow. She said, I thought I was having a stroke and that these were my final moments. I was overdoing it. She said she had even added protein shakes to her diet to make her farts more pungent. She said, I remember within one day I had about three protein shakes and a huge bowl of black bean soup. She said she squeezed out up to 50 jars worth of farts a week so to First of keep all, up the supply. <laughs> I don't know who I'm more upset with, this woman or the people paying money for this. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not surprised people pay for money this. for anything, Mike. Why Let are you surprised? You if anybody wants to buy my farts, I'm open for business. <laughs> me, I will me fart. Too. I may leave you a little turtle. Mm. In the jar, too? Sure. For no extra charge. Okay. I mean, I, you know, there's that phrase of you can wish in one hand and blank in another and see which one fills up first. This woman has actually turned a similar business model into money. 200 grand. I don't know know if I believe all the numbers, but, you know, whatever's left in the Taliban is in a cave. (laughs) You know, they're in a cave and one terrorist looks at the other one and says there is a woman in america who made two hundred thousand dollars selling her farts and the other one said no that can't be right i mean look america sucks but let's go (laughs) it doesn't suck that much no i'm serious there is a woman selling her farts made two hundred thousand dollars and we are living in caves can I, uh, there's a few more things to get to from this story because she said one of the reasons she's had to give up. Now, you might think, what did she give it up because she got scared and the gas pains and now she knows that that's just gas pains so she'll keep going. She said no because she was given gas suppressant medication and that has effectively ended her business. Oh, she's gone out of business now. Yeah. She said that she only started this. And I, again, I can't believe this is a sentence that exists on a real website. Maddo explained that she decided to launch her business on a whim after getting requests. 
So she didn't say, I bet people would buy my farts. People said to her, if you farted in a jar, I would definitely buy it. And she said, get out of here. And they said, no, I'm serious. She said, okay, I'll, right, do, I'll it. do it. Send me a DM if you want my fart in a jar. I'll make it extra juicy for you. And you know what else I'll throw in for an extra charge? Sometimes at night I sit in my little chair and I pick my toenails. I'll throw a couple toenails in for you, Look too. Look at you. Farts and toenails. That's my new business. You want some pubes? I'll throw, <laughs> I'll some, throw some of those in. I'll give you the DNA bulb on it, do too, you, so you can you, you can go clone me. But do you realize how many people are out there like, you know what I could do, man? I could do affiliate marketing. All I got to do is get a bunch of people to send out this link, and they're trying to hustle. You got people who are like, I'm going to get into the restaurant business. I'm going to hone my craft. I'm going to you know work at this restaurant for years. I'm going to save my money. I'm going to build a business, and maybe someday I'll save up 200 grand, and I'll be a, a restaurant owner. This woman was like, people want me to fart in a jar. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. 200 grand, a hospital trip in there, too. She had to, you know, get some medicine. I just, I feel for all the people who are actually hustling and grinding and trying to make anywhere close to 200 grand. This woman made in a few months, apparently, off of selling her farts in a jar. Quinn Ewers is putting his kombucha farts in jars right now, selling them all to Texas fans. <laughs> but you know, there's a booster club right now. Can we be the fart buyers? Is that what it takes to get us over the top? What do we got to do? Uh, Bengal fans can breathe a little bit easier. Joe Burrow tweaked his knee at the end of that game. Looked like he was in pain. Um, said after the game that it was feeling better. Zach Taylor said that if he had to go back in the game, that he could be a, he would be able to do that. It's a minor injury. Don't worry about the knee. He did not say whether Joe Burrow would play this week if it was worth the risk to put him out there and try and play for that number one seed in the AFC. But there is no significant injury to the knee, so you can breathe easy. Yeah, that is good to hear, but there's no reason for him to go out and play this week anyway. I know you have an outside chance of winning the number one seed and all that, but that I would say that chance does not seem likely. And, and if the Chiefs win their game against Denver, then that all ends, right? Then the Chiefs are just there... That's guaranteed that yes. they can't. That the Bengals can't win it. That game's on Saturday, so oh, I think it's the they, Titans. If the Titans win their game, either no, both of they have to have both of them lose. I'm pretty sure for the Bengals yes, to win, right. they need both of the Titans technically control their destiny. But I'm saying I think that Chiefs game is on Saturday, so that if that goes the wrong way, then you already know. But I, you can't practice all week like that. Going well, maybe he will play, maybe he won't. Just plan on not playing him. That's what I would do. Buckeye guard Malachi Branham. Big Ten Freshman of the Week after putting up 35 points in the Nebraska game. Let me tell you something, buddy. Mm-hmm. You fart in a jar right now, I'll buy it. <laughs> That's how impressed I am with you. What a game that was because EJ wasn't himself. You needed somebody else to step up and take the reins as that number one option, and he had no problem doing it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with Malachi Branham. Watching him play early this year, and obviously he came in with a lot of hype. Everyone knew he was a very talented player. The question is, how quickly would he adjust to college basketball? And you saw early on in this season where he would show something, he would flash, and you'd say, wow, if, if he could just process a little quicker in this game, because it, you know it's fast, right? You're getting to a, a new speed where everyone's the best player in their high school. They're playing now on this court. Game is a lot more physical, a lot quicker. I'm impressed with not just the fact that he scored all those points and and doing that in any game would be monstrous for a freshman. And I know what you're going to say, some of you, about, oh, it's Nebraska. He did it on the road in the Big Ten. 
I don't care that it's Nebraska. He went on the road in a game where they were losing, and that's what he doesn't. If he doesn't do that, they lose that game. Yeah, easy. I'm saying it was so impressive to me that he was able to do that in a game where, after the first few minutes, it became apparent he was on a heater and he was playing well. Nebraska then realized it and started trying to stop him. Timmy Hall and I actually spent a solid half hour discussing that performance and some other aspects of that game. He's going to put that out in the Buckeye Show's podcast feed. So if you don't subscribe, go subscribe to the Buckeye Show podcast, wherever you get podcasts, and you can find that. I think it'll be up. If it's not up now, it'll be up in the next hour or two. Rapid Fire coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of I-70 westbound before 670. Traffic is stop and go from Sullivan Avenue in this area. This is an injury crash with emergency crews on scene. About a 20-minute slowdown as things continue to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Nature Valley Sweet and Salty Nut Bars. Creamy nut butter makes it delightfully sweet. Roasted nuts makes it perfectly salty. Get two great tastes and one delicious bar. Enjoy a Nature Valley Sweet and Salty Nut Bar today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Come for the obesity. Stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Rapid fire coming up in mere moments. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Bone? We're going to do sitcom trivia, Mike, and there will be a little Seinfeld on this oh, one for you because I know you know. Yes. I know you like the Seinfeld. You're the only one. I don't think anybody else likes it. I think it's just you. Mm-hmm. Maybe Timmy Hall. He seems to like it, too. A couple of you guys picking I'll out. Tell you, a- I'll tell you what, why Rothman's a genius. Is, you know, Timmy and I watch the reruns. We've seen them a million times. We're able to quote these episodes Rothman swears that he's watched Seinfeld once, every episode once, never again. Doesn't watch reruns. That's incredible. And yet he can can still quote with the best of them. Well, he does do a lot of movie quotes that I sometimes wonder, how do you remember these movie quotes? He's got the photogenic memory. He he must, right? Photogenic. Photogenic means his memory is able to be photographed and look nice. Right. That's exactly You take a photo of his brain, and it is a nice-looking brain. Rapid fire. Let's do it. Rapid, rapid fire. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All right, Teddy. Rapid fire number one. All right. Now that the Ohio State football season has ended, give me a positive moment or two from this season that you will remember. I don't know what I'm going to remember. I guess I'll remember Jackson Smith and Jigba. And his Rose Bowl performance. I, I would say that's a pretty good one to take away. I'll, uh, I may remember that Michigan State game just because it was such an ass kicking and it was sort of like the perfect storm of everything that could happen that was good. Yeah. So yeah. I'll take that one. I'll, I'll agree with that. I will say that I will add in that, uh, you know, anything Travion Henderson did, he had multiple games this year where he just showed up and 
was ridiculous. So those are some of the. I, I, but I had I had Michigan State is one that I will be keeping in the memory banks just because Michigan State has screwed over this Buckeye team so many times by defeating very good Buckeye teams. And it was nice to see them just get taken to the woodshed for once, so I enjoyed that. Rapid fire number two. Which team will have the better starting quarterback next season, the Browns or the Steelers? Well, I think unfortunately for Browns fans, Baker's going to be your guy next year, and maybe you can hang your hat on him being healthy, and you think good Baker comes back, and who the hell knows what the Steelers are going to do? If it's Mason Rudolph, then just drink poison, because he's terrible. But there is a shot. They go out, and Russell Wilson falls in their lap, or Aaron Rodgers falls in their lap, so... Long story long, I will take the Steelers and their wild card situation. Let me shorten that up for you. It doesn't matter what the Steelers do. It doesn't matter what the Browns will do. Steelers will end up with the better starting quarterback because that's just how my life works. So it doesn't matter. They could could go out. The Browns could make brilliant moves in the offseason and it will blow up in their face. Steelers could do nothing and Mason Rudolph will suddenly blossom and become this ridiculously good quarterback out of nowhere. It doesn't matter. Steelers will end up with a better quarterback. I am willing to bet that is not going to happen for Mason Rudolph. (laughs) I got it. I'm just saying that's just how I feel right now. Rapid fire number three. Which AFC team would benefit the most from getting the number one seed? I think it's the Titans because you get that extra week of rest. You get that bye. Derrick Henry gets another week to rest. And then all of a sudden, you just have one game to win. And you're to in go the to the AFC, AFC championship, championship game, game yeah. with Derrick Henry, I, I think the Titans is the obvious answer. Yeah, that makes sense, too, to me. I, I don't. I think any team would benefit from it, obviously. It's nice to be able to have some time off but and, and have a chance to just win one game to get there. But the team that has the best player with the most of an injury issue is the Titans. So the more time they can have not on the field with him, the better that is for their chances of getting... Very healthy Derrick Henry playing at his peak level. Rapid fire number four. On the Manning cast last night, people noticed that Aaron Rodgers had the 1957 novel Atlas Shrugged on his bookshelf. Give me a book that's on your bookshelf that would surprise some people. I don't read a ton. I usually listen to the audiobooks and people read to me. However, maybe something that would surprise people on my bookshelf. I've read it a couple times. Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass, an American Slave. Oh, very nice. There He's, you go. Uh, very interesting, very informative. If I'm going audiobook, probably the Drew Barrymore book, Wildflower, oh. I think it was. And I almost stopped listening to it because her voice was so annoying. <laughs> but I, I enjoy stories of people's lives and biographies and stuff like that. I have a Drew Barrymore thing for you after we're done with this segment, so remind me. But okay. uh, my surprise book, I guess, and this is a sports book, so maybe it's not that big of a surprise. I have not read it yet, but I plan to read it so it'll never get read. It's called The Victory Machine. It's an inside look on how the Warriors dynasty came to be in the NBA. If you know me, you know that I hate, hate the, Warriors. the Warriors and don't like them. But I am curious, like, how did that happen? Well, yeah, how you're did interested they get to be in the process, good? whether yeah. you like them or not. Yeah, I just, but that's, you know, it's weird to have a book about a team you're not really a fan of, but that's what I have. Rapid fire number five. What band or singer would you, when or when you first heard them, you didn't care for them, but eventually you started liking them? Where did this question come from? I saw something on Twitter similar to this, and I just I just thought, hey, that'd be a good question for you guys, since you're uh, big right. music people. It's fair. Go first, Bone. Go ahead. Um, I'll say that, and this isn't really fair to her, because I didn't hear as much of her singing. Like, I, when I first heard of Lady Gaga, and all I heard about was, like, the meat dress and... Yeah, that's, that's not a bad like, one. Like, Lady Gaga, at first, I was just like, I don't know what Lady Gaga is, but it just... It was like a punchline, right? And then I actually got to 
hear her sing. Well, you and thought it was like a branding stunt. Yeah, right? I didn't know what it, I didn't know what to make. Yeah, of I understand that. that. And then as I got to actually listen to her music, I said, "Oh, I I was very wrong. This is not just like a marketing pop star thing. This is a truly dynamic singer, and she's really talented." Uh, I wasn't a big fan of Green Day when they first popped on the scene, but I grew to enjoy them. Oh, and you know what that. another one is, probably? And I had a, a genuine hatred for this guy. And over the last couple of years, I've grown to appreciate some of what he brings to the table. He'll never be my favorite. But Elton John. Really? Yes, okay. Elton John. There you go. Very good. Teddy, what's yours? I immediately thought of uh, Nirvana because when I first heard them, I was not actually uh, into them. It was you were still Skid Rowing. It. I was like Skid Row, Motley Crue, Poison. Sure, I was still that, that. and I had the a, antithesis yeah, to that. A buddy of mine, he was my roommate at the time. He just loved Nirvana and just had to play that. And they were always playing the video on TV. And I just was like, no, I don't want any of you this. You dug your heels in, <laughs> yes. And then several years later, I was like, yes, yeah, Nirvana's pretty good. That's what happened to that guy? Oh, I ate a gun. All right, <laughs> Ted, dug, Ted dug his six. Six foot, stu- six inch studded heels into the ground. Six inch hey, studded heels. Six inch heels. Yeah. <laughs> T Bone right. here for six inch heels. I, I just like the mental image of Panama Ted, who, for people who don't get to see Ted on a regular basis, Ted is like, he, he is not trying to stick out. He, you are the opposite of Lady Gaga as far as like when she <laughs> yes, broke yes, on the right. scene. Yes. You are not wearing, you are not trying to stand out. But you, as a hair metal fan, I did you ever get into that phase where you dressed like those bands did you ever no. grow your hair out at all no i did not have any of that did you do any eyeliner me. or makeup <laughs> no. of any kind because I, I it's fine with me i think it's i that was that was the look back in the day now on my bookshelf i do have motley Cruz the dirt which people may not uh, believe that i've had that well there, i would i believe it because i you love the crew because yeah, i know may you, not know that i was a big you you know, hair are, metal yes, guy you're a big yes. motley crew guy Absolutely, that's right yeah, yeah. One band for the rest of your life that you could listen to and never get tired of, and you can't listen to anything else. Who are mm. you picking? This is bonus rapid fire question Ooh. from me. Is this for me first? Yeah, for or? you? You answer first. Um, probably, probably Foo Fighters and Foo um, Fighters. My guy right. Dave Grohl. I hate Nirvana. <laughs> 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 that turned right a turn on you. There, I, I know it did. <laughs> Man, Bone, you know what? Um, one band. I have listened to this. I, I This sounds like I'm late to the party, but I promise you I'm not. I've listened to this band since high school. The Roots. I don't care about the hmm, Jimmy Fallon Roots. Right. I have enjoyed The Roots from many, many years ago, and they still, I still enjoy all the stuff they put out. So that's me. All right. What about you? You know the answer. Billy Joel? You know the answer. I did know the answer. I just wanted to say Billy Joel. This was Song of the Day on uh, Thursday. Oh, good. Leave it in 2021. That's what I say. No, I actually, my New Year's resolution was to sing more in 2022. We'll go right ahead. No, I'm not doing it today. I got to warm up. I got to warm up. We're late. My New Year's resolution is to do this thing. It's it's not. We're out of time. Leanne is waiting. She doesn't, she don't want to hear Leanna it. Leanna wants you to, well, actually, no, why am I saying she, she doesn't want, not want to hear it. She wants us all to die. By the way, I want to thank Leanna because I finally got to eat the care package that she sent from like three weeks ago. I finally got to have some of the chips and Leanna's soda that she trying to sent. kill us by sending us chips and soda. They were delicious, by the way. I had the hot and they were good. Thank mm-hmm. you. You guys, I left them for you because I didn't want to break the seal on that because I, I was the only one here when it came. I said, I'm going to let Ted and Mike have first crack at it, but you guys thankfully left me some stuff. We did, but we also tore it up. I did, at was least. It, 
What else was in there other than chips and soda? Was there uh, gold something bars? Else? <laughs> we took those. Man, traffic is paying really well. I do uh-huh. gold I might, bars, sex look, toys. I mean, I'm I'm loyal to the state of Ohio, but I might need to move to Michigan if that's what they're paying for. Bjork's edible panties were in there. <laughs> why does she have the? Why does Bjork why have? Why why was a product made that is why not branded by her? Why can't they just be edible? There's huge news today. Huge news. It's about the XFL. Oh, I can't wait. I will share it with you coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Those panties were limited edition. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of I-70 westbound before 670. Traffic is still stop and go in this area and continues to build. This is an injury crash with emergency crews on scene. It is going to take a little bit to get this one cleared from the roadway. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Your local Staples has all the tools you need to start the year off strong. Right now, get 40% back in Staples Store bonus when you buy any two ink or toner cartridges. In-store only. Offer ends in the 15th. See staplesconnect.com slash store bonus for details. Staples, the working and learning store. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Dare. Dare to be dumb. The team that is better on paper will win at least 50% of the time. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Tuesday, dopes. Game show coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Bone? It is sitcom trivia today. Dick Mashett or Ford fan poll. You are the new Browns GM. Mm. What's the first move you make to fix the offense? Here's your choices. Draft a rookie QB. Trade for a free agent QB. I don't know what that means, but that's how it's written. <laughs> they, maybe they mean trade for a quarterback or sign a free agent. Okay. Like, well, go get a current NFL quarterback either through the trade, like by trading for one or finding a free all right, agent. All right, fine. I'm just saying it could have been worded a yeah, touch differently. Yeah, it could be. Right. Hire a new play caller or draft a wide receiver one. Um, without thinking and looking at all the mock drafts to know who's going to be available at quarterback or wide receiver one, I don't think the issues are just solvable by getting like a rookie quarterback. I don't think is going to fix your problem. No, and I don't think a wide receiver is necessarily going to fix your problem. Although it could certainly Unless help. Jamar Chase is there again. Yeah, if there's if another Jamar Chase there, sure. Then yes, but no, I'm I'm with you. I, I don't think I it's think, as simple as that. I think the number one thing you need to do is fix this offense by making sure the offense has a flow to it that it did not have this year. So I think you need to have someone else calling plays. Take that off Stefanski's plate. That that can be, is it, I think Todd Van Pelt is the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, right? He's the... Yes, but Stefanski needs to take that off of his own plate. Well, right. He needs I, to be self-aware enough to know this is not working. Well, you know what, though? 
there I know the Browns ownership, the Haslam's do not want to become the meddling owners, right? They got that reputation when they started off with the Browns and they are trying to walk back away from that and say, "Nope, that's not good." They probably also if we're if we're honest, they probably saw with the crew, "Hey, you don't know anything about soccer." And you just let the soccer people do their thing, and they went out and won a championship. So maybe it would work in other areas of your business to back away from the football people, let them do their thing. But this would be a time where ownership could step in and say, our only request this offseason is we do not want Stefanski calling the plays. We believe in him as a head coach. We think he's a great culture guy and setting the tone and great on an organizational level, but... We do not want him calling plays game. We just want him focusing on getting the best out of our players. And if they did that, I think that would go a long way to fixing the issues. The Rock released a video today saying that uh, the XFL will open up training camp one year from today, January 4th, 2023. He said the XFL players will be tough and hungry and celebrate football and blah, blah, blah. Everything that you would think that The Rock would say, he said it. The reality is we're going to have another winter slash spring football league that will draw little to no fans. Won't make any money on television. You may have a ratings pop initially, but is this going to work? No. We already have the USFL. That's when is that starting up? Oh, this spring. You're looking at me to know. I have no idea. I don't even. Where have all a clue. the games are going to be played in Birmingham, and is it Fox that owns that? Yes, Fox I owns think that's it. Right, yes. but they're going to have games on Fox and NBC. So that'll be another stupid thing that nobody really cares about. But market research says. People want more football. I'm telling you, this is just like music in the morning. You and I have had it this is. discussion for yeah. years. We're back in the day when you and I worked at music radio. We would send out these surveys to people, and every single survey would come back, less talk in the morning, more music in the morning. Every single time we did a survey, that was the result. So we would do it. We would take talk away, put more music in the morning, ratings would go down. Because people don't know what they want. People look at surveys and say, oh, I'm more football. Spring football sounds good. Sign me up. You don't care. You may care when you're taking that test in September when you're being paid for market research. But when push comes to shove, you will not invest in these teams. And by the way, they're not going to do it well either. It's not going to be a good product. Well, you know what it is? When they, when they do that market research for the radio stations, when they say more music in the morning, people are thinking when they say, I want more music, they are thinking music, and then they're filling in a blank that isn't there. Music that I like, right? And that's exactly what this does, too, where people say, people like football, they like football, they want to watch more football. Oh, it's not the Packers? More football I don't care. that I like. Right. Not, exactly I want right. to watch the Buckeyes, I, even though they suck, I want to watch the Browns. I don't want to watch the Marauders or whatever you you know whatever team you're throwing at me. Now, if they're local in my city, does that mean I won't maybe go check out a game or maybe tune in and see how they do? Sure. But the reality is you watch the NFL product, you watch the college football product because you've had a long-standing relationship with that team. That is hard to break now. I mean, trust me as a Browns fan, I'd love to just ignore them and never think about them again. But this is this is the plight I'm stuck with. I'm going to root for them probably you know the rest of my life. I don't have that same connection to every other spring league that pops up every five seconds. And unless there's something compelling locally, or if it's a really viable entertainment product that's cheap that I can maybe take the family to, 
other than that, that's your selling point, man. It's not put this out there because people love football. No, they love football that they already like and enjoy and watch. They're not looking for new football necessarily to get into. Or if it potentially could have an impact on the football that they like. Roll by, estab- that. by establishing farm teams where you could see these guys graduate and there's a direct affiliation with the NFL. I know they tried this with NFL Europe. It's been a long time since then. If they go back to Europe and do it again, I have no doubt it would be successful. If they did it here in non-NFL markets, that's the problem. With, with yes. a lot of these leagues yes. like the XFL and the USFL, they go into existing NFL markets and they say, well, football fans are here. They'll pay for this. No, they don't care about that. You You've got to go into markets where there is no professional football and try and put a footprint there. You know what you could even do, man? If you if you said, by the way, this team is called the, you know, Akron Browns or the Dayton Bengals. Yes, and they play right. in this team. Right. And they are some of these players are practice squad guys from those teams. Most of these players are just guys off the street that played in college football. They might be names you know. But they're going to wear Browns and Bengals the crew uniforms. Are doing this with crew too. Yes, this is a thing in soccer that's done all over the world and to great success. It it builds the brand. It gives people who are really into what you're doing a chance to keep a connection with your team. That's just it, man. The NFL is probably, I'm guessing, sitting around looking at all these spring leagues going, if any of these start to get traction, we will either buy it and do that or we will just start our own and do that. They're, and put them out of business. Th- yeah, they're waiting to see, is there a market for this? And if so, then they can drop the hammer and bring out the Browns 2, Cowboys 2. They can do that, and that will be more successful than anything anyone else is trying to do. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for ramp restrictions on I-71 southbound at Hudson Street. This crash remains on the right burn of the ramp to Hudson. Plan on some backups as cars swerve to avoid it. You'll also find some heavy slowdowns on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is slow there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Time Market. All natural boneless skinless chicken vendors are just $2.99 a pound. Now through January 4th, Fresh Time Market. Get real. Only an array with fan traffic. talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Please do us a favor. Go to wherever you get your podcast. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. If you haven't done so already, click subscribe. Every single show comes straight to your device free of charge. All the cool kids are doing it. You do it too. Isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. Go Peer out there pressure. and do some, Yes, do what all the other people are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, was talking in the 3 o'clock hour about how... Uh, I think Playboy has fallen on hard times. 
You know, people aren't buying the magazine, and I saw they were running a deal on DirecTV where it's three months free sure. for Playboy, so I signed up. What the hell? <laughs> and it's uh, $15, I think, every single month after that, and I was I was thinking to myself last night as I was watching Softcore Goodness on my television, mm-hmm. the lengths I used to go to as a teenager to try and acquire porn. I mean, it was a scene. Oh, yeah. Where you, you, you knew, you'd like here in the hallway, like, oh, Ryan Neary's got a Playboy. And you're like, oh, Ryan Neary's got a Playboy. Maybe he'll tear me out of page. And then you go track him down in his locker. <laughs> and it's like, hey, man, is it true? Do you have a Playboy? Can I borrow a page? I'll pay you. I'll pay you for a page. We used to sneak into the retention pond and look at the Playboys. And there was an antique store that would sell Playboys from the 70s. The creepy owner would sell us these things. Mm-hmm. But they were like $25 because it was that's an a lot, antique. It's a lot of money. Yes. Well, they probably, too, didn't want kids coming in, spending a couple bucks and getting a look at uh, Free Nudie magazine. You but know? now, as a, as a boy of that age, it's just it's right at your fingertips all the time, free of charge. There's no quest to find porn, and that probably takes some of the fun out of the porn. I don't know. When I was a teenager, I didn't really like the quest. I was just, I was more into the, I no, wanted to actually you know, wasn't see. Wasn't it worth it, though, at the end, where it's well, when you finally I, acquire porn, you're like, I, I will never let this go. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but that, uh, that does sound a little bit like, like the trust fund kids are like, you know what, yeah, I've got $2 million in the bank when I hit 25, but... I want people to know I earned my money. And it's like, not me, dude. Let that money hit my bank account, $2 million. I don't care how I got it. I got it. You, I don't care if dad made it and gave it to me. I'm just saying, some people want that. It's like, nah, I just take the, the nice reward at the end. I'll take that. I was reading something not too long ago about how, you know, there's few, there's less dating now. Oh, well, because of, you know, Corona, obviously. Well, lots, of, but, lots of reasons, sure. But because, you know, a lot of dudes are just not motivated enough to go chase the girl. All right. You know, to start up a conversation, try and become friends with them. Sure. You know. Okay. Friendship first, then you hope to move on to booby touching. That's the way I usually like to go about things when I was that age. <laughs> because they're content with just going home and checking out. Checking out the porn on their pad and calling well, it a day. That, it, but can I say though, is it? I mean, people people say it's a bad thing. Is it like, isn't it less pressure for everyone? Well, if it's, it's, like, a, it's a bad hey, thing because you're not connecting with another person. You're not trying to get to know somebody else. I'm saying you could get to know someone without wanting to have sex with them, right? You could just like okay, meet right. a person and you be sound like, like the scientist where it's like, if we all just stayed in our house and breathed our no. own air for a little while, we could change the world. I'm saying. If if dudes are like, hey, I'm going out to meet this person, we didn't really have much of a connection, but we had a nice conversation, and I didn't, nothing happened after that, and neither of us feel bad about it, because we both went home and went on OnlyFans and found what we were looking for, and then next week, we're going to go out again with other people, and if we don't have a connection there, we're not going to try to make something happen that doesn't really work, you're just going to go home and take care of your business. I think that actually works a little better. Good for those people, that's what I have to say. Keep your OnlyFans subscriptions. That's what I, let them go. You're on there, aren't you? No. Under oh, a pseudonym. I'm selling them, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm selling uh, foot photos right now. Come get them. Rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown.
Browns. Hope you, hope you like them thick, because that's how my feet are built. Uh, I like them very. I wide. like them girthy. Four E's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Browns lose to the Steelers. Another pathetic performance. Thought yeah. you could walk in there and maybe spoil the Steelers' season and send off Big Ben with a loss. Instead, he got to take his victory lap. Browns looked like they had no idea what the hell was going on. Baker's terrible. Kevin Stefanski's terrible. He got some questions to answer this offseason. Look, there there are a few different things I want to say about this game, but the number one thing I do not understand from Browns fans, not all Browns fans, many are not doing this, but the few that are, the people who are saying Kevin Stefanski is purposely trying to sabotage Baker Mayfield. What planet are you living on? Who is saying that that's real? I saved, look, right here. I got this tweet today as we were talking about it earlier today and I saved it uh, from MDS on Twitter who listens to the show and tweets at us. He said, Stefanski is tanking to make Baker look like the bad guy and get him out of town. Mayfield had 37 attempts the last two weeks compared to Chubb's 14 attempt average. If Chubb gets the ball 25 to 30 times next week without Baker, we'll have proof. Why? First of all, you I'm don't just have telling proof, you, you I'm stupid te- idiot. I'm te- you know what proof means. I'm telling you, this is a thought that is out there. I'm not saying it's everyone. There is a ride or die with Baker crowd. That Why? Thinks Baker is... Because Baker tries and he cares why, and he why, wants why it. Must there be? I always say this when people say, ah, oh, the ref's on the take. Look at that terrible call. Could it be that the referee is just terrible at his job? Yeah. Could that be? That could be. Could it be that Kevin Stefanski doesn't have some sort of evil plan to screw Baker Mayfield and get him out of town? It's just that Kevin Stefanski is bad at his job, just like Baker Mayfield is bad at his job? Right. This is this is where I come down with all that. Baker Mayfield has been hurt. Kevin Stefanski has been dumb. We'll have proof. Both things can happen at the same time. Both Baker has been hurt, and he's probably not as good as he could be if he was fully healthy. Fully healthy Baker Mayfield probably has this team in the playoffs. What does being hurt have to do with holding the ball too long? Well, right. What does that have to my, do with that? My, my, my point there is fully healthy Baker Mayfield might have been better in a couple of games where you are in the playoffs or near the playoffs, still alive in the last week, as opposed to being eliminated now. But if you think Baker Mayfield's issues all come down to just injuries, and once those are healed, he'll be magically better. Why do all of his passes get knocked down at the line of scrimmage? Why does he miss wide-open guys, not see them? Not that he can't make the throw, and he's trying to get it there. He just doesn't even see the guy and throws it into coverage. Why is that happening? The answer is... Because maybe he's just not that good. Maybe good enough to get this offense when it's running on all cylinders to the playoffs? Sure. But you know who probably else would be good enough to do that? Case Keenum. A fully healthy Case Keenum. I contend, Mike, if you played the last two months, I bet you Case Keenum has the Browns in the playoffs. It's not about, is that mean Baker's an elite quarterback if he's healthy? Just means this offense was pretty good before everybody got hurt but not good enough to go win a Super Bowl. And that's my issue. This team was on the path to go from playoff team to lock playoff team with an outside shot of the Super Bowl. And I thought if this year they take that next step, maybe it could be this year that it happens, but certainly next year you could also see maybe that's the year they go finally put it all together. Instead, you've taken a step back. There are questions everywhere about this offense. And now I'm told the way to fix Baker is to hire another offensive coordinator. Kevin Stefanski should not call plays for this team, but it's not to fix Baker Mayfield. It's because that is a bad thing that is going on. 
And Baker Mayfield is also not good. And getting a new coordinator might help him short-term, but long-term, guess what he's going to do? Teams are going to catch up to the new offense. They're going to figure it out, and Baker won't adjust. Like he's done with the last three offensive coordinators he's had, where he starts off good, and then it goes to crap. That's where this is headed next year, folks. I guarantee you. I didn't like the tone of the the comments from him after the game. Like We need to work on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I need to be better. We need to work on a lot of stuff. Time for me to start thinking about me. What are you talking about? You've been thinking about you for the entire season. Don't give me this. I'm a big martyr, and I've been out there playing through injuries so I could do it for the team. You were doing it for yourself and your own ego so that you can go out there and tell everybody how tough you were and what a gamer you were. You didn't care that you were hurting the team. And by the way, shame on Kevin Stefanski for allowing it to happen. Baker Mayfield should not control his own destiny. You're the head coach. Be in control of the situation. Why does Baker Mayfield get to make the call that he's not too hurt to go out there? He shouldn't. But Nick Chubb, who was held out of the game various points this week because of supposedly a phantom rib injury that's now popped up, but at halftime that wasn't what Kevin Stefanski said, is why is Nick Chubb getting pulled off the field for his injury but Baker Mayfield's not? And if your answer is, well, because they have other running backs, yeah, not as good as him. That's the whole reason they've got Baker out there is we got other quarterbacks, but not as good as Baker. Well, you don't have anybody like Nick Chubb on this roster that's healthy anyway. And and even when Kareem Hunt is healthy, he's not Nick Chubb. So, yeah, I'm, I don't I don't understand why that is. Everybody else is dealt with like a normal football player. Baker Mayfield, though, is treated with kid gloves. I will never understand that. There are other teams that have had to deal with adversity, just like the Browns have. And they have weathered the storm, and they've moved on. But it seems like every single Browns fan wants to have a pity party because nothing went their way. The reality is, we said this before the season, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, it's a complete and total disaster. And that is true. That is true. This season is a disaster and a failure. No way to spin it. And you need to go into this offseason in search of how to fix it. And just bringing back the same people and saying, well, Baker's healthy now. Let's go. It's not good enough. Because maybe he'll be better. But this offense will still have problems. Because the man running the offense is an idiot. Yeah. And I'm surprised that I'm saying that. Because I didn't think Kevin Stefanski was. He is an idiot. Yeah, he has proven that. But you know what? You've got an idiot running the offense down in Cincinnati, and that team is fair enough. poised right. to go win playoff games, it looks like. So I don't know. It still, to me, comes back to as much as he's been a bad coach, Baker has not done any favors to his career this year, and he has not acquitted himself well in these last few months. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. This year's college football playoffs have nothing on last year. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident still being worked on on I-70 westbound before 670. Traffic is stop and go in this area and still building. Emergency crews remain on scene. Please be very careful. Keep an eye out for the crews in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Dye Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Dye Market. All natural boneless skinless chicken tenders are just $2.99 a pound now through January 4th. Fresh Dye Market. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot 
and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, with the, no, no. This is Man and Bone. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game this week, Bone? This week we're doing something pretty simple. Sitcom trivia. Love a good sitcom. Most of this is from the uh, 80s and 90s. There's a few throwbacks. The heyday of the sitcom. Yeah. we do. Well, there's one in there that's a little old, but we'll leave it at that. Um... I don't know why I said the heyday of the sitcom. That's probably not true, but let me live. Eh, it probably is. Um, we never see sports rated higher in 2020 than 2021. 2020 was a weird year. A lot of these leagues had abbreviated seasons, weird bubble seasons, playing in front of no fans, which we've seen makes a difference with the television audience. They don't feel as invested. They're not inclined to watch as much. That does not hold true for the college football playoffs. Last year, Bama, Notre Dame, 18.9 million people. Ohio State, Clemson, 19.1 million people playing in front of few fans. Not a ton of atmosphere when you tuned into these games. This year's college football playoff semis, Bama, Cincinnati, 16.1. Georgia, Michigan, 16.5. What have we learned from this? Well, we've learned that Notre Dame will take a crap in the playoffs every single time that they go. We also know they pop a number every well, single sure time they that they go. Yeah, Ohio State pops a number. Huge number. It's not even close when yeah. you compare Michigan's fan base and their enthusiasm, even for a program that hasn't gotten there ever, and yet they can't pull the same type of number. Well, I think that's very telling, too, because it's not like I know some people will want to make that at least the first part of that about Cincinnati and say, oh, there you go. Cincinnati fans. Look at that. Not enough. That's why you don't put one of these smaller teams in there. And it's like, well, all right, fine. But it shouldn't be about do you have the ratings power to justify being in the playoffs? It's did you do enough in the season? We can debate that all you want about UC, but they got there. They played in the game, held their own for a bit. You know, it. It went the way it usually does for teams that play Alabama. I actually don't. I don't think that says something about Cincinnati. I said I think that says something about Alabama, where people tune in and it's oh, it's ho hum. If if you had Ohio State playing Cincinnati, you think they'd do better than a sixteen point one? I I guarantee you they do. Absolutely. But the other part of that is, what does that say about Georgia and Michigan? Absolutely. You you can look at the Clemson Ohio State game. Okay, well it's. Maybe it is that Clemson has this rabid fan base. You think they've got any more of a hardcore fan base than Georgia fans? Really? Georgia fans are just as, you know, in the South, there's just as many of them as there are Clemson fans. And yet, their number did worse with another Big Ten power, supposedly, standing right there next to them. Georgia, that game did worse. The only thing that changes for me is Ohio State versus Michigan. And the difference there is that We know Ohio State, there's no doubt that Ohio State draws the biggest numbers in college football almost every year. So this is a clear example to me that people were just not as interested in these games. To me, it's not about Clemson. It's not about Georgia. It's about Notre Dame and Ohio State. 
That's yep. the difference. Yep. And by the way, I am not saying that because of that, Ohio State should be in this and that Notre Dame should be in this. They had their chance. They blew it. These are the teams that were in it. I have no problem with that. But I'm just I'm speaking from a pure television audience standpoint. When we talk about how the Buckeyes move the meter and if there is an intangible column, the Buckeyes get that checked every single time. There is a reason for that. Well, because the numbers bear it out. Let's be real clear, too. If you want to say there is a media bias for Notre Dame, you, you may be, right? Notre Dame tends to get the benefit of the doubt, but by that logic, you then have to also say there's a media bias for Ohio State. What I'm, what I'm saying is, as Ohio State fans, we have got to stop looking at it and saying, they only want the SEC in there because of rating. No, they don't. They would much rather have Ohio State play Notre Dame every year in the college football playoffs. I am saying if there is a bias in the media, it's because... There's lazy journalism. There's narratives that take hold and follow. And yeah, there are some television rights deals that involve ESPN, the SEC, that should be accounted for when you're talking about why some of those narratives persist. But as far as what draws a number, Ohio State or anybody, like if the debate is at four, Ohio State or any other team in college football, if that other team is not Notre Dame, all the TV networks are pulling for Ohio State to get Absolutely. the nod. They're Absolutely. all pulling for Ohio State to get the nod. There is this thought in the Southeast that that is college football, that everybody cares about Southeast Conference football. The reality is, and you'll see it for this national championship game on Monday, I don't know what the rating for last year's game will be, or was, but I guarantee you this is going to be lower. I guarantee it. Well, yeah, because I don't think people want to watch... To the SEC championship game all over again. Well, no, but the Southern football fan thinks, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? No, they want to watch that. We're the best conference in football. If you love college football, then you want to see these two teams. The reality is, most of America doesn't. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I, I, I do believe this, and I'm not saying they deserve to be there. If you tell me it's Ohio State versus Georgia in a playoff game, or it's Ohio State versus Texas... Which one's getting the bigger number? Ohio State, Texas is getting the much bigger number. I agree. If it's Ohio State versus Georgia or Bama or Clemson or Ohio State versus an undefeated and really good Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback, USC, that's going to draw a bigger number, those two schools, than Ohio State versus Clemson, Georgia, Bama. It just is. Because those fan bases are larger, they want it. They want to see it, and yeah, they don't go every year, so that is part of it too. But make no bones about it: the SEC runs college football in a way because of what they do on the field. But as far as their reach to the rest of the country, that's where college football has to be careful. They don't become NASCAR and become the sport of the Southeast because. You're getting that way if you do not get more from the West Coast. And it turns a lot of people off. It does. Right or wrong, it does. There's a lot of people that don't want to sit there and hear all the time about how all the best football is played in Alabama and Georgia and there Mississippi. There is a cultural like, yeah, identification that. that people can't get on board with in other parts of the country. And maybe their your philosophy is, well, we don't need them. Yes, you do. Well, yes, you, do. you don't. The SEC fans don't. If you're sitting there drinking hot toddies at an Ole Miss tailgate, you don't care what the ratings are. But the people who sign the checks do care. That's right. And that's that's what we're talking about is the popularity of your sport continuing to go nationally. It's as big as it's ever been right now. 
What's it going to look like in 20 years if all you ever see again is Bama, Georgia, Clemson, Bama, Georgia? That's not going to work. That will not make your sport. It will eventually diminish, and that's where they have to think long-term. Game show coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that earlier accident has finally cleared from I-70 westbound before 670. All lanes have reopened, but plan on some residual slowdowns in this area. And more slow traffic expected on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. That's going to be about a five-minute delay. Traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. Looking to save money this year? Look at Allstate. You can get the protection you need at the low rates you want. With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Attention. Please flip your listening device to the stupid setting. Thank you. You're listening to Man and Bone. I love all of you. Thank you for listening to the show. Tell a friend. Tonight on The Fan, Jackets time. 6.30, Jackets in Tampa. Hopefully the Jackets don't crap the bed. Catch all the action right here on the fan. It is... I burped. Oh, you're all right over there. Ooh. Mm. Some gas going on. Game show. I better sell it. You got you to get that in a jar and sell it as soon as you can. Game show time. Just don't light your house on fire for a tax deduction. That's what I've heard. All right. I heard it works out real well for you. <laughs> all right. So we're doing sitcom trivia today, Mike. I will ask you 10 questions about various sitcoms. Most of these are from the 90s, but as you will see with our first question, they're not limited to just that. Question number one. What does Barney Fife, what does, what did Barney Fife keep in his shirt pocket on the Andy Griffith show? Was it candy, a key to the jail, or a bullet? Never seen one episode of Andy Griffith. Really? Never seen one episode. Never wow. struck my fancy. A little too southern for my liking. But uh, I'm going to say candy. <laughs> no. 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 I don't know. Barney Fife famously kept a bullet in his pocket. Okay. It was the one bullet for his gun that he would only use in case of emergency. He was famously unarmed and nervous with the gun so why are you surprised by this you know i hate all things well, southern i i didn't say you were a super fan of it but you've seen like every i love lucy i thought maybe you'd seen one episode of andy griffith and that was maybe, kind of maybe a, i've seen one but i right. don't i don't remember that all right well the rest th- these will be a little bit more okay, okay let's go which actor on full house wore fake teeth was it mary kate and ashley olsen jody sweden or dave coulier who wore fake, fake teeth on the set of Full House? I don't know. It'll make sense that. once you once you find out who it is. It'll make a lot of sense. Fake teeth. I'm going to say Dave Coulier. No. Kind of a trick question because it was both Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Now here's why they both split duties playing Michelle on Full House. Oh, and they probably lost their and teeth they at lost different times. Their teeth. Oh, so very did, interesting. So because they didn't want to show that or show. 
periods of time where they had different I sets of it. teeth missing. Continuity, I appreciate yeah. it. So they had to put little baby dentures in Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Okay, cool. Look at that. And you wonder why those kids ended up screwed up. It's like, here, shove some hey, fake man. teeth in your face. Screwed up and rich. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. All right. I have no multiple choice for you on this one because you, I'm sure, will be able to tell me episode and verse and everything. Yeah, I'm pressure now. How does George Costanza's fiance die on Seinfeld? Oh, licking the envelopes. That's exactly right. Susan Ross, George's on-again, off-again girlfriend and later fiance, dies from leaking cheap, toxic wedding invitation envelopes George bought during their engagement. Next up, which actress lied about her age when she auditioned for that 70s show? Mila Kunis. You don't even need it? I don't need exactly it. right. I don't need it. Do you uh, know what age she was when she auditioned? I, well, I think she was like 15 or something like that, wasn't she? she? According to what I saw today, she was 14 years old, and she was asked by the producers, what age are you when she auditioned? And she said, I'll be 18 on my birthday. Yeah. But she did not say which birthday (laughs) she would be 18 on. But yes, that is absolutely correct. Next up, which sitcom did Steve Urkel from Family Matters make a guest appearance on? Full House. Bingo again. 91 episode of Full House, Stephanie gets framed. Steve is called in to help Stephanie Tanner deal with her anxieties after she has to get glasses. See, now you're hitting my wheelhouse here. Now I'm feeling good. Yeah. All right. Who was the first actor to be nominated for an Emmy for the same character on three different sitcoms? Was it Lisa Kudrow, Andy Griffith, or Kelsey Grammer? Kelsey Grammer. Yes. Now, for Cheers, Fraser Crane obviously was on Cheers. Same and Kelsey character. Grammer. Yep, he Wings. got that. Th- yes. I knew you would know this because of the fact that Wings is involved. I love Wings. For the same role in the Wings episode, Planes, Trains, and Visiting Cranes, he was Emmy-nominated for the same category in 1992. And then, of course, when Frasier came about, he was nominated many times on the run of that show. So Cheers, Wings, for one episode, and then Frasier... Pretty good to do one guest spot and you get an Emmy nom, right? Yeah. That's that's He's doing done okay things. for himself. Kelsey Grammer? Yeah. And I was gonna say, bring Fraser back and ruin the reputation I, of okay, that okay. show. Probably so, but let's live in the let's live in happier times. What was the most watched episode of Friends? Was it the last one? The one before the Super I'm sorry, the, the one, one after, after the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl is the answer. Or the one where Ross and Rachel dot 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 you know, which is the official title of the episode. I don't think episode. it's the finale. I think it's the Super Bowl episode. You are correct again. Two With part- Jean-Claude Van Damme and Julia Roberts. I have the description here, but I didn't need it. The two-part episode in 1996, the most watched episode of the series. Do you have any idea how many people tuned in? Uh, 60 million. Not too far off. 52.9 million watched as Chandler almost hooked up with Julia Roberts. Joey was stalked by Brooke Shields. And Monica and Rachel fought over Jean-Claude Van Damme. Now, the reason why Julia Roberts did that show, too, is because her and Chandler, Matthew Perry, were dating in real life Ah, at that time. Okay. So that's why she came on the show. Um, Which actor almost got the fake teeth Olsen twins fired on the set of Full House? Was it Lori Loughlin... Bob Saget or John Stamos? I don't know the answer. Uh, I'm going to say Stamos. You're correct. Do you have any idea why? No. Okay. It was because the Olsen twins, when they first shot the pilot, he came off the set and said, these two kids won't shut up. 
They are crying constantly. They were babies. Yeah. This was not anything personal towards the Olsen twins. It was just, I don't know about these two babies you found. They're screaming constantly. It's hard to do this work. Yes. And they said, let's bring in a couple other baby child actors. They tried those kids out, but they found that the onset... What they were looking for from the kids, it just wasn't there. So they said, you know what? We were wrong. We're going to bring we'll the twins back. We'll slip them some tranquilizer into the Gerber. <laughs> and so they almost got fired before they even knew they were on TV. How about that? Next up, which Everybody Loves Raymond character had a bedwetting problem as a child in the show? Not obviously the actors. Was it Frank, Robert, or Raymond? Robert. Yes. Robert thought he had a bedwetting problem, but do you know why he thought he had a bedwetting problem? What the plot line was? I forget. Was it because was it Ray, Ray was pouring, pouring water stuff, in his bed right. while he slept and making him think that he was doing that? All right. You've done pretty well. You only have one left, and it's an episode you know extremely well from Seinfeld. What movie are Jerry, George, and Elaine waiting to see in the Chinese restaurant episode of Seinfeld? Uh, and I give you no multiple choice. Prognosis negative. Was that right? No. No. Was it? Was it? No. It's. It's not. Prognor- it's. A, was it Plan Nine from Outer Space? That's correct. That's yes. right. All right. Plan fact- Nine from Outer Space is a real movie. Oh, it is. It is a real movie. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that is. That Most of a, the references were made up, but that was a real. movie. That was a real movie. Yep. Plan Nine. Wasn't that from an Outer Ed Wood Space. movie? Plan Nine from Outer Space. I have no idea, but I that's good that you know that. But Teddy, are you aware? Of- Leanna right, says yes. You are correct. You know, Leanna would She's know everything about, it, about yeah. Ed Wood. That is very on brand. Are you aware of the uh, objections that the NBC executives posed to that episode? They did not want it to air. Why? Because they said it had no storyline. <laughs> they said, we're going to show an entire half hour of a sitcom where all the cast is doing is standing around. Get the hell out of here. See, we're not putting that on. That's that was, Of course, they of course. weren't just standing around. Things yes. happen in the restaurant. Yes, of course. But they viewed it when they first saw, you know, I guess the, the test episode or whatever they show the executives. They said, we don't think this is good enough to air. But they, they let them go ahead and put it on the air anyway and it turned out the response from audiences was so positive they said please do more of that sorry we were dumb i do know that that episode though caused friction on with the cast oh why was that because michael richards was not in it and he was offended oh sure yeah i could see that i mean early on right you're saying i'm in this episode but then i'd never even get to show up here why are you going to do that to me all the time exactly that was fun yeah you did a good job i want to keep going well i only have 10 Maybe we do, tomorrow we do an entire show of television trivia. That could be a thing. I will, no, I, it's not going to be a thing. I will find as many Maybe questions July, as I can. Because we're going to do another show in July with no sports allowed. We did it this past summer. People enjoyed it. So this coming July, we'll do it again. Yeah. We'll do a big extended television trivia segment. How about that? I think that sounds fun. Maybe people can send us trivia questions as well. And and you will probably stump us on those because despite what you saw today, usually we're not very good with trivia. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You are going to find some backups on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is slow in that area. And more delays on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Traffic is crawling along over there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Time Market. House avocados are just two for a dollar. Now be January 4th. Fresh Time Market. Get real. Only an array with fan traffic. 
The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hole. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man. I feel like it's a real regular show again. Well, we were here yesterday. I wasn't. You weren't here yesterday. No, no, no. Mm. How was Eric? How was Eric Reeser? No, for, for your show? You just like staring right through no, me. No, you mean when he came was in he, here? He was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. How was he? Yeah. I just, Didn't you do this segment with him? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Cool. It was good. <laughs> I thought Mike was going to keep talking. And you were looking at him when you talked. You I asked that him. question. Well, I, I wasn't I, anticipating that question. I, oh. forgot, I forgot that he was in for you yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, you just made fun of me for being out mm-hmm. a second that's what, earlier. That's what you did. That is how that works. You hate it when I take a day. I don't hate it when you take a day. Do you feel good when I take a day? You know, I, I'm kind of indifferent to when you oh. take a day, Timmy. I hate to break it to you. I, I feel good when I know my guys are having a fun time away you do. from work. I mm. feel when you're gone, I feel better about myself. You do. I do. All right. Yeah. It's genuine. I feel the same. I was happy for you yesterday. I thought Tim's probably having a nice time enjoying himself. What were you doing yesterday? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> well, this now, <laughs> now, now, I, now, all now we I want do. to know is what you were doing. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> all right, I didn't do anything worth writing home about. Did you rip any uh, packs of basketball cards open? Did you do any of that? No, I didn't do any pack ripping. Okay, I I would like to rip again though. When you were gone, Mike. Next time I get a pack, we're going to rip. When one. you were when you were out uh, over the holidays, Timmy and I, I brought in a pack of basketball cards, brand new from the store, and we yeah. opened them. For a little mm. little video, we have oh, fun. a little media. unboxing. Yes, yeah, yeah. We had some fun. It's very popular. It is. We did. Yeah, we need to up our up our game. We need oh. to get the uh, bird's eye camera and wear some white gloves when we do it next. What time. was the crown jewel of the cards? We got some Jay Sean Tate rookies. We, we did. Those were fun. Jay Sean Tate playing well for the Rockets, but we also got the Lamelo rookie. Lamelo would have been the crown rookie jewel. was the one. Yeah. yeah, I think that one we gave to Jack. Right? I think we sent that home with you, or no. I, I think remember. you kept that one for yourself. No, I definitely did. I <laughs> I think you did. Okay, I probably what, did. What's you a, card like a bunch of cards worth. though? That might be a t- that might have been a twenty five dollar card. You think so? Yeah. Well, I got to go dig it out. There. Yeah, most probably of the Lamellos sell, sell it instantly. <laughs> you really need that twenty five <laughs> bucks, huh? Can't just let it ride. Let <laughs> nope, it ride. Keep it, it for a hundred right years, man. Cash it right now. Pass it down through generation. Yeah. Why didn't our grandfathers keep their cards that were worth a damn? I don't know. I didn't have a single card from my dad or my grandfather. Nothing. What did you, Mike? Nothing existed. Did you go and get, like, back in the day as a kid, did you go get packs of, like, tops with the gum in it and all that? Oh, absolutely. Did you you think of ever, did you put them in little sheets and save them? I did. I did put them in little sheets, and then at some point, uh, I threw them all away. You just chucked them. Which is what, yeah, that's, see, that's the play. Mm-hmm. The, that is the well, long you know what game. I, I was thinking. I, you know, I'm doing this for humankind. <laughs> I'm throwing my cards away to help so others. your cards so the rest can become more be worth more money. Yeah, that, that that's what happen. that's what happened in the 50s and 60s. It has to happen. All the moms threw out the cards. 
And then the remaining cards became very valuable. You, all kids of my generation subscribed to Beckett, and we're all going to become millionaires with these cards. But it wasn't happening because we all had these cards. So I said, I'll, I'll bite the bullet for the team. You I'll throw away out. my cards. The cards that we were opening when we were kids, too, they were so mass-produced. Well, they called. They literally... In the, car, in the sports card collecting world, they call that the junk wax era. The like junk the wax, wax era. The wax cards, they're junk, these ones, because they, they the made... stock is no so, good. Well, they just made so many of the same cards. So yeah. if you're like, oh, I found a Gary Payton rookie, they're like, awesome, there's a billion of those floating around. And yeah, I love Gary Payton. Even if one's in great shape, it just yeah, doesn't it doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter. It's not nearly as important as, you know, if you had something from, I don't know, if you had like a Steph Curry rookie card. And now it's the better. opposite, where they go out of their way... To make the, these cars su- cards super rare and valuable, right? They're they, trying to, they, yeah. But also, what comes with that is they might start off a box that only has four cards in it. It comes from Panini, but the retail is like sixteen hundred dollars. So you're almost playing a gambling game, right? Oh, there's right from the start. It's almost are, like what what we crave as degenerates with sports gambling, there, right? We're there doing are, it with the cards. There are packs that are like there's this immaculate box that you can yeah, get there's a one you open it up and it's one card one it's card thousands of dollars you open it up you cut it open and whatever's in there it's in a sealed little case i mean it's very nice presentation what you're getting See, that defeats the whole purpose you're getting of like, well, card collecting doesn't but it the thing is you're getting a card that either has a jersey in it or it has an autograph right, or it's a rookie right. but there's no guarantee it's mac jones's rookie card there's no guarantee it's you know, Jamar Chase's rookie card, it is very likely to also be someone who sucks. So you could spend all this money and get a card that's worth 50 bucks right. after you spent thousands. So Congratulations on your Brian Scalabrine card. <laughs> Why Mamba? My, my guy. <laughs> What's coming up on the Buckeyes show tonight? Coming up tonight, we'll talk about the incoming defensive coordinator here at Ohio State, what Jim Knowles is going to be able to do for these guys. And a little news here at the radio station from yesterday. A guy not going to be starting his coaching career here at Ohio State because James Laurinaitis is going to Notre Dame. And also, give my two cents quickly about the game that happened last night. I'll tease ahead, spend a, a good 20 minutes with this guy, T-Bone, on a bonus segment talking about Buckeye basketball and the Malachi Branham game. You can name the game after him. It's all coming up. Buckeye show, top of the hour, right here on the fan. Back page. Oh, no. Oh, looky there. Hey. Mm-hmm. The Amateur Hour with Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, uh, first of all, our congratulations and well wishes to Doug Deacon, Browns legend, who will be calling his final Browns game. He announced his retirement today. His final game, of course, will be this weekend. There is no playoff, of course, for the Browns, so... He has spent over a combined 50 years with the Browns organization, but he will finish out this season alongside Jim Donovan. And, of course, you can hear wow. that call. Hey, everybody. You can hear that Buster call. screen. The final call of Doug Deacon's career. You can hear it right here on The Fan this Sunday at 1 p.m. So wow. there you go. Very nice. And we wish Doug nothing but the best. Great. That's not Verk. Jim or? No, Verk is Are you wow. going to Adnan wow. right now? Wow. Wow. No, to get in the gym, gym. Wow. To get the Jim Donovan, you really have to say the phrase Buster Screen. That's the only That's way right. to get in. You say Buster It's like screen. when I do my, my Bill Walton, it's always Richard Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah, there's just certain words or phrases that get you into the impression. See you, babe. Gotta go to Adnan now. <laughs> That's right. Uh so did you hear that Lionel Messi got COVID? One of many, you know, sports stars who are getting COVID this time of year and Lionel Messi playing for Paris Saint Germain. 
possibly the best soccer player in the history of the sport, now has COVID, so he's out for a little bit of time. There was a DJ who is from Argentina named Fair Palacio, mm-hmm. who apparently was hanging with Messi. And so they were pictured hanging out. I don't know if they were at a club. They were together. They are apparently friends. They were at a party, apparently, in Rosario, Argentina. Mm. Eddie Rosario, Argentina. <laughs> well, after that yeah. party, Messi tested positive for COVID. People then, because people are crazy, went after this DJ, Fair Palacio, on Instagram and Aww. Twitter and were tweeting, among other things, they said... He said, quote, I am trending on Twitter because Messi tested positive for COVID. They say I infected him. They have even called me murderer. I have a lot of very bad direct messages. He said he later tested negative and urged I do not have COVID-19. So please do not tweet at Argentinian GJs if your favorite soccer player gets a disease that like two thirds of the country has. Fer Palacio. Fer Palacio. What did he try to do other than spread love through his music? Spread love. He wants to spread love to the Boses mm-hmm. with his music. <laughs> That's right. And the Kiki. Yeah. And his favorite college football team? University of Texas San Antonio. Why oh, is that, Bone? Because of Utsa. 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 That's right. Buckeye Show's coming up next. Jackets time, 630. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on Sunbury Road at Innes Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful as they try to get things cleaned up. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute slowdown in the meantime. Starving Report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Raise your hand if you like burritos. Put a Taco Bell $2 beefy mel burrito in that hand. Season beef with a three cheese blend. Put another beefy mel burrito in the other hand. You're welcome. And participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Tax extra. And the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. From the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, The Fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcasts, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. 
And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You you would. You would look like a total clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy good. right now. I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 